Hey, this is Mel from Rap Rankings, and you're listening to a Rap Rankings replay. This is Season 0, Episode 5, our review of Big Bears Doing Things. Episodes from Season 0, aka the beta test season, previously existed on SoundCloud only. The versions uploaded here have been remastered to resemble current show standards for your enjoyment. Remember, this was Season 0, so if we sound like beginners, it's because we were beginners. But don't worry, the ratings are canon. It's just Mules and Mel's performances that aren't. Enjoy. <sighs> they never thought hip-hop would take it this far, right, Mules? They never thought it should be taken this far. Wow. Wow. Is that Have we been, like, misinterpreting that this entire time? Like, like, you know, what if their thought was it never should have been taken this far? Maybe it's not that they never thought hip-hop would take it this far, but rather that maybe they never thought hip-hop should right. take it that, this that far. That changes everything. Should we just cancel the show? All right, starting next month, we're going to have a new series. And the new <laughs> series is going to go... By the name of Music Rankings. <laughs> Listen, I, clearly there's a possibility that hip-hop should have never been taken this far. And we don't want to feed into that. So Rap Rankings is canceled as of next month. This is the fifth and final episode. Uh, oh, and what man. an episode to end on. <laughs> oh, dude, what do we have here today? That proof, proof that hip-hop shouldn't have been taken this far? Well, we'll see. And uh, for starters, I have no fucking idea, but welcome to Rap Rankings. And in case you have no filter for sarcasm, we are not this, we're not ending shit. Rap Rankings. <laughs> we're just but getting started. what is started. Rap Rankings exactly? What is this show and who the hell are we? Oh, well, listen, I'm Mel. You're Mules. We're better known as Mules and Mel in that order. And uh, this is Rap Rankings, the show where we listen to, rate, rank, and discuss every album in hip-hop history. Correct? Yeah, that's what we do here at Rap Rankings. Word life. Uh, here's the thing. You want to switch it up this time? Or do you want me to tell the people how albums are rated? I'm so, I should do it. I'm used to this. Explain it. Explain how we All rate right. them. Well, listen. Of course, I got to explain it because you may be thinking, listen, you two schmucks. All right. You told me who you are, but what do you do? We, you told us well, what you do. Tell us how you do it. All right. I'll tell you how we do it. We use our rating system to rate these albums. And this is how it works. It's simple. Each song is rated on a scale of one to ten. These numbers do not reflect the quality of a song as that is indeterminable. Instead, each number reflects a level of enjoyment. In short, here is what each number means. 10 means this is a perfect song to me, one of my favorite songs of all time. 9 means I love it, one of my favorite songs. 8 means I like it a lot. 7 means I like it. 6 means it's alright. 5 means I feel practically nothing about this. 4 means it's not the worst thing I've ever heard, but I don't like it. 3 means I don't like it. 2 means I really don't like it. And 1 means I can't stand it, one of the worst things I've ever heard. Once every song on an album is rated, three separate ratings are determined. 
the takeaway rating, the average rating, and the weighted rating. <sighs> you with me so far? I'm with you. Okay. The takeaway rating is the percentage of songs liked. That is, songs rated 7 or higher. For example, on a 10-song album, if you like 5 songs, the takeaway rating would be 50%. The average rating is a percentage obtained by dividing the sum of the song scores by the highest possible score that particular album can receive. For example, each song can receive a maximum score of 10 points. So if an album has 10 songs, the highest possible score would be 100 points. However, if an album has 15 songs, the highest possible score would be 150 points. Lastly, the weighted rating is a percentage obtained by adding the takeaway rating to the average rating and dividing by two. This rating is considered the final and definitive rating, and it is used to ultimately rank the albums on the giant board of every hip-hop album in history. Right? Wow. Well, I got to tell you, that board, I'm going to need you to bring the board out. Can you bring the board out? Oh, it's out. Board's <sighs> out for Harambe. Oh, come on. That's a, that's a throwback, isn't it? <laughs> come on. I didn't like that meme when it was around, but was. <laughs> This all our minds are going to be in the future, just like a, a mess of like anger no, no, and like forgotten your, memes. Perhaps your mind. It's not what my mind is going to. No, listen, my mind is going to be filled listen. with with great memories and memories of life, and also of some of these rap albums I've heard. Listen, don't act like these these memes and these bits of culture are are avoidable at this point. They we don't have a choice. They just they just penetrate our defenses. They infiltrate our lives. I don't want to know about dingalings out for Harambe, but I didn't have a choice. Anyway. It didn't, I'll say it didn't cro- it didn't come across my corner of the internet. Yeah, sure. Okay. I don't know about that. I've heard of the Harambe, of course, but uh-huh. I don't know about the meme otherwise. Well, listen, denial is a river in Africa. Yeah, at least I think it is. I don't know about geography like that. And listen. All right. Africa is a continent. Africa is also the first name of a hip hop legend and child molester. Right? Moving on. (laughs) So the board. Okay. So the board. I mean, well, here's the thing about the board. We need to we need to we need to address something here because the board has changed significantly, drastically. For the better, I would say. Well, listen, is it is it time to is it time to hit that music, bro? <sighs> I think so. I think it's time to hit that music and let them know what time it is. It's ours, you know. It's a recurring segment here on the show. So why don't you hit the music, turn up the lights, and let's give them a show. I'm gonna keep the lights on, but here's the music. Welcome to I was fucking tripping. Special Skit Summit Edition with Mools and Mel. And now, the two men who were fucking tripping, Mools and Mel. Alright, alright, cut the music, cut the cut the music, cut the cut the music. Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> so this is I Was Fucking Trippin'. It's a segment where 
we periodically have to play that silly game show music and come back to the board because there have been some changes in our ratings. Yeah. Or in the way we do things on the show. Right, which I is guess why this is the segment we would use we for We mentioned too. this was a very special I was fucking tripping. This is the long awaited the greatly Skin. debated but yeah, long awaited, greatly debated. Uh but I'm glad we made it. Skit Summit. Oh man, I was gonna add never before demonstrated, but yeah, it's never before demonstrated, but I'm glad we made it. Yeah, exactly. Actually it has been demonstrated already in the Pharrell review. Has uh has initially been demonstrated. (laughs) So long awaited, much debated. Well God, I can't take it. Let's get demonstrated. But now (laughs) we made it. The skit summit. What was happening previously? Let's discuss where we were at with rating albums with skits on them. So this is how Mules and Mel previously approached rating skits on albums. Skits and interludes, intros, outros, things of that nature. Um, We were very staunch in our belief that, you know, if it wasn't something that we would listen to outside of the context or the of the album or was enjoyable to such a degree, you know, and as enjoyable as a song, I guess, then there was probably no chance of that song scoring a seven, which is the bare minimum of us liking something. Right. The you bare know? minimum that would give you anything seven or higher counts towards a takeaway. Take anything away. six or lower does not count towards a takeaway, but does all those numbers do add up into the average rating. Right. You know, and really we, we came to this decision to, to do this skit summit as a result of last episode, the master ACE album. Um, now to be clear, and this was a lot of the controversy going in. It's like, listen, do Mules and Mel just want to give master ACE the old rub pause, give him that bump. And I ain't talking cocaine. You know, we were trying to like our mules and Mel trying to pull some nonsense to get Master Ace over the hump as the number one album on the board thus far. And that's not what this is about. Well, here's it's the about- thing. If that were the case, we'd be screwing ourselves because, yeah, maybe our intention is to get Master Ace over. But then we'd be hypocrites going forward if we don't give And we kill our legitimacy. Yeah, we would I not mean- only screw ourselves and our own personal records, but we screw the listeners. We're not here to do that. Uh, Other people may be here to screw the listeners. We're not here to do that. We're not lying to you, but this needed to happen because... So what was happening was, you know, because we were looking at these songs as, you know, whether or not they're going to work outside the context of the album, and that kind of factors into our rating, we were looking at the skits the same way. And quite frankly, let's be honest, 99.9% 99.9% of skits aren't meant to be listened to outside of the context of an album. You don't right. see skits on playlists, for example. Right. And, and that's what we mean by outside the context of the album. Like when you go and you're just like shuffling through your phone or whatever, it's like, am I going to like, oh, I want to hear skit number two from such and such album. It's like the chances of you wanting to do that are very, very slim. But we rate albums on the show. That's what we do. We've said this before. It's about albums, album ratings. You know, that's why songs that may, there could be an album that has a 10 out of 10 song on it, but every, everything else sucks on the album. It's a bad album. 
You know? Right. Or for and, instance, you could have a song where every song is a seven, meaning it's a ten. It's a ten song album. Every song is a seven. That's a ten out of ten takeaway. But that's only a seventy percent. Songs are only the average. quality of a seven. Right. Right. They're not all tens. So. Right. So it's not you know, a perfect album. It's perfect in that you're not going to skip anything. You like every song, but you know there are higher highs to be had. Basically. I think this this is the best way that we described it when we were deliberating. You know, was just you know the well, music will remain judged within the context the and fine. with and outside of the context. So we are not changing the way we look at the music. Because right. I think whether it's working in the album or it's not working in the album, all that stuff is accounted for in us listening to the song. The skits are a yeah. little bit different. So we need to think about how they're working within the album and how we feel about those skits. And if those skits are something that not necessarily we would listen to outside the context of the album, but do they make the album experience more memorable? Right. Do if it's a if it's a story album, do the skits drive the story? Do they progress the story? If it's a concept album, do they feed into the concept? Do they feel essential? Do they enhance or give further meaningful and memorable context to the music? Do they do those things? Do they tie into the album directly? You know, because here's the thing. Um, you know, of course, you probably wouldn't listen out of the context of the album, but if it works within the context of the album, that's good for the album. That affects the overall album experience. That makes the album better. That's what skits are supposed to do. Not, of course, with them not being songs, they're supposed well, also to help prop up the, the album. Not for nothing, Mister Anti Skit Mules me. You know, this may shock coming from me, but sometimes, just from a from the perspective of someone like myself, I've worked as a producer and an executive producer. I've put together many an album in my day. And mm-hmm. what I can say is sometimes I now I'm, I've never been a skit man myself as this has been well documented, but sometimes, and I can say this about the album that we made together is that sometimes the skits provide a good um, palate cleanser before a tonal shift. Right. That's very true. Instead of just going from something that's ultimately like, you know, hard hitting and upbeat to something a little more mid tempo, you know, sometimes those transitions are eased a little bit by putting a kind of, you know, a buffer in between the two. Right. But but what do we like to do, though, so as not to interrupt the experience of like track by track song listening? We like to tack the skits onto the song at the end. That's per- instead that's, of making them separate tracks. That's a personal preference, but we've that's I mean, all, I mean, even that's, that's up for debate as well. Even right. even that's up for debate because our one of our patrons, Dan, says he hates skits attached to songs. Well, he says especially at the beginning, you know, and I agree with him there. I would I wouldn't put a skit at the beginning because if you do go and listen to a song outside of the context of the album, you know. You're probably going to sit through it because you like the song, but you'd have to hear like this monologue before the song starts every time. Might be a little strange in a playlist type environment or if, you know, you just want to hear the song. I, I prefer to put them on the ends. That way they're still there. And, you know, when you press play on the song, it starts with the song, you know. But um, 
Yeah, this is so about, this is the skit summit. So basically, what we're saying summit. is this is about we're not taking it easier on skits. We're just recontextualizing their place on the album, and therefore, if the skits play well into the album or the concept or the feel, or they they help the songs flow well into each other, or there's an interesting musical element in them, or one of us thinks they're funny, they are now. There's no like referendum where like it's like well would you listen to this outside the context of the album on a playlist like no i'm not going to listen to fat's crib 38 second skit outside the context of a long hot summer but to take it back to a long hot summer that's an album where and a lot of master ace albums like are like this for me you know they're they're like concept albums and they're almost like mini movies so for me, an album like A Long Hot Summer, the skits are essential to creating that, you know, the vividness and the, you know, kind of fleshing out a story and giving, you know, like uh, some connectivity, I mean, some connective tissue to the songs. It doesn't even just flesh it out. It's not just like flair. It is the story. The, the album, the story of the album is in the skits. So it's as, it's as much a part of the album and as reflected the in the music. Yeah, it's all right. You know, the skits lead into the concepts of the songs. You know, they set up the song coming after. You know, succeeding. Right, or they respond we, we to the to, one that came before. We right, exactly. You know, so like I mean, like Fat's crib that that yeah. interlude. You know, he's like at the beginning, oh, right, like, Fats oh crib. man, it sounds like you know, rap is on a number on you or something like that. You know, like. Yep. We had to do this summit to reform the way we approach skits to better account for their nature. You know, this isn't about because here's the thing with Master Ace. Um, it by the end, it felt like he was being punished for not doing anything wrong because the skits weren't bad skits. In no, fact, I like I the skits, them. but I just it was just like we were hung them. up on the technical you know, our own guidelines of, well, you know, do I really want to like listen to this outside of the album? Probably not. But does it contribute to the album? Absolutely. You know, and it doesn't get in the way and they're enjoyable. So like, why, why would we give it a six? Give it, give it the seven. We were fucking tripping. We were tripping in how we were approaching skits. We were tripping. So this, this reformation is retroactive. It affects everything in the past. Not just the Master Ace album, but every album that came before that one, meaning the Missy album, the Big Sean album, and the Outcast album. All right, so let's so, start at Outcast. What has changed for you with Outcast? Nothing. Meaning nothing is now because here's the thing. Those skits to me, this is not a concept album. Idle Wild is a soundtrack to a movie. And to me, the skits don't really like have very much to do with the movie at all outside of the one like six second clip of Macy Gray. Well, I would say the intro too, which directly addresses the fact that the new Idlewild movie duo, coming out. Yeah, it's making as made a movie, you know, and they're playing off of that. I you mean, know what? it hasn't. I, I like the music too on that. Give it a seven. Give the intro of Idlewild a seven for me. Oh, man. Well, okay. Well, that. <laughs> That's gonna change things again, and I don't have your, <laughs> I don't have your individual song ratings. I have to go back to the episode to get those. So oh, that's fuck. 
it's not going to change its position on the board at all, but it would raise your score. So it's still going to be the second. Not significantly, but it will. Do, now here's the here's the question: Did you do you have my average rating for Idlewild? Um, yes, I can get the score for you right now if that's the case. I have your average rating. It's sixty five percent. Okay, so how many tracks are on that thing? Twenty five. Twenty five. Okay, so I'm gonna just plug something here into the calculator and I'll let you well, know I what have my your score percentage is here. I mean, we, we really don't have to do the math okay, right I now. Got it. It's 163. So I fair enough. Either way, it's going to stay at number two. What changes? That's what you? I was saying from the beginning. Well, yeah, but you don't want to do the math. You don't want to figure it out. Right. Because they don't need to hear the math. And because I, I don't have to. the numbers on hand. I'm glad right that now. they did. If um, I had I, the numbers on hand, I would have done the math. No, no. I'm just glad that they heard a little bit of the, the number crunching, even though... Well, they're going to hear I, that and think we're insane. Well, they cut it already. out. Cut it out, then. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I just wanted to hear a little bit of crunching. Oh, God. Shake it up. <sighs> well, in the name of, of the great Taylor Swift, let's shake it off in regard to this math we've just done. Um... It's still number two. What's really important is that we address the mass to ace changes because those are that those are the only numbers to change. Um, well, Idlewild just changed. Maybe. Definitely, it, cha- it changed in your yeah, it went up, but it didn't affect the overall thing. Maybe I don't know yet because I need to get your individual scores by listening back to the episode. You're going to listen to that thing again? It's like three hours. No, I'm going to skim to the beginning of the discussion of each song to get the number. Gotcha. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Now, I don't recommend the listeners do this because we'll come to your house and kill you for not being thorough listeners. But we can do this because we make the shows. Capiche? All right. So here's the thing. Um, Master Ace, as a result of the skit reformation... Uh, has seen a significant increase in his score. All right, where was he? Let's just start there. Okay, well, to do that, let me go to the version history of this document and just go to yesterday. (sighs) Okay, so this is where he was. My takeaway was an 8 out of 21 for 38%. Your takeaway was a 13 out of 21 for a 62%. My average was a 132 out of 210 for a 62%. Your average was a 143 out of 210 for a 68%. How you got these numbers, but you don't have Idlewild? Because I started uh, recording the numbers Uh, as you started figuring out that I delete my documents when we're done recording. Yeah. Why you do that, I don't know. (laughs) But uh, we're here now. My weighted rating was a 50%. Yours was a 65%. Together, our combined weighted rating was a 57.5, and that is what was on the board. Now, right, and that and I, that that number and to this album just it grosses me out. It does. And it the idea match. that Idlewild, I have to say, it did not sit well with me that Idlewild, the you know what many consider to be the worst Outcast album, ends up above what I think might be the best Master Ace album. 
here's the thing. We didn't, I was trying to tell them we didn't adjust this just because it didn't feel right. I mean, he he got robbed. The skits didn't get in the way of anything and they enhanced the album. We were just caught up on the idea that it's like, well, you know, I'm not going to listen to this by itself. Well, you're not supposed to, you know? Um, right. We were, we were basically rating these skits on a technicality where it's like, well, I like them, but I'm not listening to this skit outside of the context of the album because it doesn't even have any music attached to it. It's not like an interlude type skit. It's like dialogue. Like I'm not going to listen to dialogue out of context, but that's not, you have to look at the, the music. I get it because you listen to music out of context all the time, but skits, come on, man, let's, let's be more fair to not just mass ace, but skits in general and the few who are actually good and thoughtful at making them. Now, of course, this doesn't mean that just because you make a skit that ties into the album, it's an automatic seven. It it still needs to feel essential to the album. If you're just like filling space, it's like, well, does this really need to be here? Which is why one of the skits on here for me still never went up. Same Um, skit for me, I believe. Yeah. Now, should I just start by reading them the new ratings? Uh, Give them the original rating rating and then tell them what has changed for each of us. Oh, you want me to go song by song? On whatever went up, yeah, and whatever went down. Well, okay, so The Count, which is the first track, which is, you know, a skit, went up for both of us from six pluses uh, to sevens. Because you know contributes it it's the uh, beginning of the entire story. Well, actually, it's not. If we're talking about the story, he starts the story at the end, but it's the first track. You know, it's it's one of those like, hey, I'm Master Ace. You're probably wondering how I got here. Moments. Well, shit's um, great to me. <laughs> Do I have that soundbite loaded in? I hope you never get rid of that one. Yeah, slowly growing on me is one of my favorites well here you go man i like that shit there you go there's there's an alternate while i look for the other one um yeah so we start we started there that that went up from a six um then we got uh this uh am i going like really track by track or just the stuff that went up just the stuff that went up okay Fats Belvedere, which is track four. Um, that went up. That's another skit. And of course, um, what went down as well. Right. Anything that changed, basically. Track yep. seven, The Stoop, another skit went up for both of us from six from a six. Um, Fats Crib went up uh, to a seven. Uh, that was already at a seven for me. Now, here's the thing. I was kind of already looking at things the way that we're looking at them now as a show going forward. I was already kind of looking at stuff like well, that. Everybody Cause, cause praised me- the genius who was so ahead of his time <laughs> that he knew that some skits were good, but others weren't. Wow. Let's get this guy a box of cookies and an edible arrangement. Shall we? He's the hero of rap rankings and we praise him thusly. He is our savior and he is so great and wonderful and we love him so much. Melvin Birch, he thought a skit was good before the referendum was passed. Give it up to Melvin Birch, everybody. I'll give myself 
a round of applause. Look but, at this uh, guy, a trendsetter. I'm, I'm a trendsetter. What can I say? Uh, yeah, I had already given Fat's crib a seven, but it also went up now from Wolves to a seven. Um, the skit, the proposition went up to a seven for both of us. Um, now the skit, the after party, that's the one skit that did not go up, uh, because for either of us, for either of us, and, and my different reasons. reasoning, yeah, my reasoning was that in comparison to the other skits in the story as a whole, it kind of feels like it could have been a deleted scene, so to speak. It, it wasn't essential. It didn't drive the story forward. All it did was really set up who was going to be featured on the next song, which isn't essential, you know, because you would have heard the feature either way, you know, and, and the song doesn't tie into the story. So, you know, sure, but here's the thing. I would have given, I would have given this one a seven, but I was fucking tripping about the quality of the song that it goes into. Right. The song, Oh My God, which you had, which I had previously as a seven minus minus, is actually a six plus. I, I, it's it's a bit loud and annoying in contrast to the other beats and songs. I'm just, I don't know. Maybe I was in the mood for it that night in general. I have decided if it comes down to it, yeah, pass. Well, there you go, folks. He was absolutely tripping about the song. Oh my God. If, if, Oh my God stayed at a seven minus, then the after party would have went up to a seven because it does, I think play well into the next song. It's just that I've decided that I no longer like the next song. And that is an example of why an album experience matters. Sequencing matters. I mean, this is now affected this song has affected the skit before it because what you're saying is it's a decent skit that goes into a every skit on this album is is good but the problem is if it goes into a song if it's made to go into a song that I've decided that I don't care for it's just more than it Cairo and Valley leading into the song I don't care for it renders the skit useless if the skit is setting up the song after so I mean that makes sense to me I hope no one else would have an issue with that well, they better not, because I'm not doing another summit. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Final thing that went up, uh, the song, or the skit, Cellmate, which is like the final skit, uh, went up to a seven for both of us. So, with that being said, let me oh go my back goodness. to history. Are you ready to present. move something around on the board? Or are, you, are you asking me? Yep. Uh, I think this will be the what? first time an album retroactively climbs above another album, isn't it? Yes. Or at least, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad we got it out of the way early. Yeah, I meant to say this. Listen, this is why this is season zero, folks. Because we wanted to work all this stuff out before we, before the, uh, before we went public. And before we went to a weekly format. You know, the whole point of doing this quote unquote preseason of rap rankings so far has been to feel everything out so that when we do go weekly and this becomes something that we really start putting pretty much all of our time and focus into, we've already figured out what's working and what doesn't. We've dropped segments. You know, we have this horror movie segment in the first episode that get rid of it. it doesn't work. I was effing tripping is a segment that we came up with after the first episode but now it's something that is invaluable going forward. Yeah. 
and you got to look at it like this, but we wanted to make sure before we were on the streaming services, before we got a website done, before we started inviting artists on to catch a live review, you know, we wanted to make sure all the kinks were worked out with the show. That's only right for the listener. It's only right for the world. You know, we didn't want to just start the show. Hey, season one. And, you know, we're still kind of figuring things out in real time because we thought we had this figured out, you know, and we did. I mean, the bones of it all, but we had to test it out to see if some certain things would work more than other things. So here we are, episode five, and we realized, hey, we were going about skits all wrong. So, yeah, the new rating for Mass to Ace. Um, after the skit reform, I now have a takeaway of 13 out of 21. In comparison okay. to 8 out of 21 for 61%. I now like 61% of the album. Mules has a takeaway now of 18 out of 21 for 85% of the album. My Ooh, new huge, average. Huge takeaway. That, huge. That's the kind of takeaway when I start throwing around the word classic. And I mean, this is how you felt about the album for years, though, right? Like, you know. Yeah, I felt it was a classic. Flawless. So when, when I was sitting on like a 60 something rating, last month i'm just like what the hell that doesn't even make any sense well well, the fact that you were sitting on that and you didn't really feel any differently about the music than you did going in so it's like if the numbers don't really match how you feel about this like some there was something awry in the equation you know that and and also the fact that you know not for nothing but two of our patrons dan and sean gave their two cents about the skit stuff and they you know they kind of yeah. were like, you guys are fucking tripping. Yeah. Yeah, they were right. You know, we were, we were, we were, we were screwing over skits that didn't need to be screwed over, you know? Out of this general rule of like, well, if you're not going to bump the skit, then then it's not good. Like, if you don't bump skits outside the context of it, what the hell? Like, bro, who watches a scene from a film outside the context of a film? I mean, I guess some people do, but... I mean, it's this balance of... We want to make it clear that this is rap rankings where we discuss albums, you know, so we do have to think about things in the context of an album. But we also do have to think about things because it's music. And, you know, like if a song only makes sense when surrounded by certain other songs, is the song really good? You know, does it really work as strongly as it could? Probably not. You know, so it's got to use some critical thinking skills here. So. So let's let's take a look well, at the moving board on. Now. Well, hold on. I got to finish saying, you know, th- those were our takeaways. The average now, 137 out of 110 for me for 65% average. Yours is 148 out of 210 for 70% average. Your new average is 7 70%, 7 out of 10 on average songs are 7 out of 10 on the album. That, that you know, that would make sense for such a high takeaway. And now my weighted is 63% your weighted is 77.5%. So to you, the album is a 7.7 out of 10. To me, it's a 6.3 out of 10. Together, on the board, it is a 70.25%. So a wow. 7 out of 10. Is which this has the first album? Outcast, Idlewild. Now, we just did the Pharrell review on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Melvin Birch, where at rap uh, rankings. Raprankings.com, it leads to the same place. Let's let's, okay. you know, so I don't um, matter. Well, maybe Patreon. when people go back and who? listen to these, listen, they're going to listen to these episodes maybe down the line and they're going to be like, 
both of those web addresses aren't going to take them to the right place. Well, no, raprankings.com will take them to the right place. Well, it'll take it'll take them eventually to our website. Right. So it'll still be the right place because these reviews will be there. But patreon.com slash Melvin Birch will be history by the time we go live. So that's true. Uh, so yeah, if you go on raprankings.com, you'll see um, Patreon exclusive album or uh, mixtape review rather of the Pharrell Gangster Grills in my mind the prequel. And I believe that scored higher than anything up until this new skit referendum. Yes. So prior to us having this summit, the board went outcast at number one, master ace at number two, Missy at number three, Big Sean at number four. Uh, and then the mixtape board just had two entries, Pharrell at number one with the 63.75%, which was higher than anything on the mixtape or album board. Or the new album board, which we don't really keep a board on because we don't. Because, uh, I mean, listen to other episodes. We explain why. But Buster Rhymes, the second one on the mixtape board, was a 59.5%. So Pharrell had the number one mixtape and Outkast had the number one album. Now, after this referendum, Master Ace is number one on both the album. If you're, if you're looking at both boards, he's number one undisputed pound for across all the weight classes so to speak he's he's number one whether we're talking albums or mixtapes but pharrell still has the number one mixtape of all time as of this moment so right now so, in their respective weight classes master ace and pharrell are the artists to beat yes on the album and mixtape front yes so you know Skits are uh, treated much more fairly now. It's just the big lesson that that everyone should be taking away from this. Uh, yeah, and, and the skits have been granted amnesty. Yes, but not diplomatic immunity. They're not just going to get by because they're skits and they fit with the album. Right, because if they have no place on the album, you're just wasting time on the album. You know, so you're probably going to catch that six or that five, maybe even that four. If the skit sucks to Mel or Mules. But anyway, are we done with this? Are we done with I was effing tripping and the skit summit? Yeah, we are. But I knew this would take some time. And uh, I guess it's on you if you want to edit some of that math out of that. Uh, oh, you know I'm going to edit that math out. Oh, okay. You talking cool. to the boy that uh, just straight up walked out of math analysis for like the entirety of senior year and went to Olive Garden instead. Well, here's here's the last thing that needs to be said. Mel's going to edit that math out, but because of the skit referendum, Idlewild went up by one track for me, which is actually still going to end up with a lower rating than what I initially gave it because two tracks fell off of it. So look forward in the next episode. I'm sure we'll give you an official new number on Idlewild, right? Yep. All right. Well, uh, I think that concludes. I was effing tripping. Do we hit the music at the end too? We do, don't we? Oh, uh, okay. Hit it. Thanks for joining us on another episode of I was fucking tripping with Mules and Mel. And now, back to your regularly scheduled rap rankings program. Yawa. Did you just say yawa? Yeah, I just gave him a, I just gave Joel Ortiz a shout out. 
Oh my god. Oh man. It's Raph Rankins, man. Yeah, you're gonna lead this show right to the slaughterhouse. Okay. Uh so where what are, are we doing now? today? Oh right. Yeah, man, listen, we gotta talk about that. Well, actually, it says here in the show notes, before we jump into our album, we have to cover this week in hip hop. All right. Well, this is not going to take very long. Mel, you want to take it away? Sure. Okay. So let's talk about what happened not only this week in hip hop, but also this week in hip hop history. Let's start uh, with history. I'm a history buff. Okay. Well, uh, Mob Deep's Hell on Earth dropped 23 years ago today. Uh, Today is what? November 19th? 2019 yep sure is i keep meaning to say that at the top of every episode let me put a note in here to say the date got it you gotta you gotta time stamp these things so they know what's going on in the future um, off radio no 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 math Almost as the bad math as me. was off oh, radio. You no know, i agree i agree <laughs> I agree the math was bad. Do you want to put the math at the end of this episode so like people sure. can laugh at it? Sure. They like a, like a blooper kind of? <laughs> I'll give them the math at the end. You're going to get this math. You're going to get today's mathematics, mathematics God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look. Uh, so, you know, Mob Deep, Hell on Earth, 23 years ago today. Uh, MF Doom. RIP to Prodigy. RIP. RIP. Um, Great, uh, great cookbook that man put out. So I hear. I don't cook, so I mean, cook. But I've heard people say it's it's good. Prodigy put uh, out a cookbook. Yeah, right. I've not heard about this. He had put out a book. Book. Wait, do my do infamous I have the life. wrong guy? No, it is a cookbook. See, huh? I know my hip hop. It's called Commissary Kitchen. My infamous prison oh, cookbook. Okay, I, yes, okay, the prison cookbook. Yeah. <laughs> I have heard of this. You know? Uh, you know, today's special, what about that jailhouse broccoli? Jailhouse broccoli. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, you motherfucker! Should, should go to jail for that one. Whoo! <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's the rapper in me. What do you want? Uh, also, MF's, MF, MF's, MF's, MF's Doom. MF's Doom. <laughs> MF's Listen, Doom. MF's Doom. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to tell you about this MF's Doom, okay? It all started many, many years ago. Oh, all right? Man. This MF's Doom was imminent. <laughs> Listen, and from what I hear, MF's Doom will be this food. Uh, mm, food is 15 years old. <laughs> Listen, no, the internet the says he's fuck? fat. The internet says Doom, he just sits around bro, eating food. The, the views expressed in this recording are only those of the man who said them and not the other guy sitting around and laughing at him. Listen, too much food will be everybody's doom, you know? So, I mean, what are we really talking? He shouldn't feel mm, dissed by this. MF Doom, MF, MF's Doom is. Mmm, food. Yeah. Yeah. MF's Doom is mmm, food is 15 years old. Um, also, Dr. Dre's The Chronic 2001 turns 20, which may sound weird, but wait, 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 that is weird. Hold on. Isn't it 2019? Yeah, but it came out in 1999. 
Oh, so I was right to think that's weird. That's like when Game said, I woke up out that coma 2001 around the same time Dre dropped 2001, but 2001 dropped in 99. Why did he drop 2001 in 99? Well, you know, like the 2K games, like they're always like, you know, 2K right, but they're like one year ahead. I could understand like the Chronic 2000 because everybody was on that new millennium wave. But why the Chronic 2001? Because it's one for good luck, you know? New millennium nah, I think plus he was one. smoking too much of that Chronic and did some bad math. Hey, that's the good Chronic album. Leave it alone. Listen, he was... <laughs> oh, they're not ready for that take. Come on, listen, don't... D- d- are you implying that the chronic is a bad album? We'll get into it one of these days. Mobs wow. Deep, MF's Doom, and Doctor's Dre. MF's Doom and Doctor's Dre. You telling me a doctor made this album? Isn't that how the meme goes? Doctor Dre is the crown. You telling me a die anyway? Uh, that turned twenty because it came out in ninety nine. Um, Lizzo is back at number one. With a new uh, song, no, she a different has song replaced time, the no. Truth Hurts song with "Good yeah, as it's, Hell." Yeah, that's well, I haven't heard it, so I can't vouch for whether that. Well, I'm going to tell you something or not. I'm going to tell you something. Okay, Hell's not good. Yeah, it's not. You know, people always say, "Hell yeah!" I'm like, "Wait, why? No, hell no, no, no to hell. We don't want to go there. That's a bad. It's good hot. as hell. Well, hell's not very good from what I've heard about it." So, DMX said it's dark and hell is hot. I can't believe replacing Truth Hurts. I mean, we didn't even get a breather before she took the next spot. No, we did get a breather. Somebody who who was like uh like in the, in the interim, like between both of these number ones, somebody got a number one. Not on the rap charts, maybe on maybe on the pops. Uh yeah, this is the number one on the rap charts, right? Because this is rap ranking. So yeah. Oh, also before I forget. Uh, this time since we've started the show, weeks. it's just been Lil Nas X, Lil Nas X, Lil Nas X, Lizzo, Lizzo, Lizzo. It was somebody else, though, right? Oh, Grammy, go Grammy nominations record. dropping tomorrow. By the way, should we do a? Oh, are they? A rap, it's, it's that time should already. We do a, should we do a rap hey ranking special Grammy? Uh, oh, well, no, we edition? should do a wild card on the Patreon. Is what we should do oh, on the Patreon. You know, I love doing those predictions. I do them because I try to see if I can figure out how ridiculous the Grammys are going to be. Let's let's do it. Let's do a Grammy. Listen, let's do a Grammy. Whether or not Mel can predict their 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 train of thought. Grammy Summit Uh, on the way, y'all. Patreon. Grammy Grammy Summit on the way. I got fifty percent of them right last year. I got half the the picks right. So we'll see. Um, Oh yeah, but before I forget, Lizzo. You didn't write it down. She got sued. She got sued by the person who ate her food up because uh, someone ate my food. (laughs) Yeah, they they're suing her for defamation. So, hey, you know we we told y'all about that a few weeks ago on Rap Rank. Well, from what I heard, unless you're getting sued, uh, um, you ain't made it till you're getting sued. Congrats, Lizzo. That is true. Congrats to Lizzo. Um, Also in the news. the game dropped in uh, his his album artwork. Uh, he did the track list too. Yeah, it's a lot uh, of tracks, man. I'm telling you right now. Uh, well, you know that's the way of the new album. It's like 80 tracks now. Gotta get them tracks. streams. Twenty something tracks, like 24, 25, 26, 
Wait. I mean, you know, to be fair, a lot of the, the albums from back in the day had like 20 tracks. He says it's, it's his last now. one, though. So if it's his last one, we listen, I'm, we all know about the last one. <laughs> listen, I, that's fair. If it's your last one, you get your, get your stuff off. Get, get it, put as many tracks. This, this better be the one. last one. This better not be some Yeah, but it has to be right the here. last one, though. Don't black it's gotta out. It's got to be the last one, bro. Don't come back talking the about the album oh, cover is Kingdom Come. Album no, cover is grotesque, by the way. Uh, oh, I was going to talk about it. So this this album cover, this born to rap, we really took the concept literally. He has like nine pregnant women on the cover. You get it? Because like born to rap, they're all in like the studio. One of the women is like the engineer. One is like rolling them a blunt. At least I hope she is, because otherwise she's going to smoke the blunt. And, you know, well, I don't some think of them are drinking. It's in harmful, the background. but it may be harmful to an infant. I don't know. They're drinking. Yeah, alcohol. They, they, the they, they had alcohols, alcoholic beverages, you know, like strange cover but it got us talking right that was probably his point you know so what do you want uh shout out to the game uh that will be coming on black friday the new album born to rap um yeah maybe we'll do a first listen review on the patreon for it most likely we will um one of those new album first listen reviews but uh A.R. Ab was convicted of running a large drug trafficking ring in philly with a 15-year mandatory minimum ah hate to hear it gosh darn it ar ab what are you doing you can't run i don't know much about ar ab maybe one of these days we'll tackle some ar ab but i don't know let's go out to him during during a time like this and listen uh, i mean if he really did it then my thoughts stay right where they are but if he didn't do it then my thoughts go out to him uh, I heard about you on the song Back to Back. You sound like you didn't do man. it. I was speaking with people recently. They were telling me it's complete bullshit. Oh, you got your sources, huh? You didn't do it. I was getting a little scoopsky here and there. Definitely. <laughs> a little scoopsy. I know who it was. It was the Philly Loudmouth himself, Questlove, telling everybody's business all the time. No, it was, I'm in love with hot cocoa, Philly boss lady. <laughs> <laughs> It's a Twitter throwback. Oh, man. Oh, my oh, rap Twitter man. heads. Stand up. Uh, Philly boss lady. All right. That's a deep cut. I don't know who who's going to. Re- right, anyway, listen. Sean's going to uh, laugh. <laughs> um, oh, this is news to me. Lauren Hill returns with first solo song in five years with Guarding the Gates from the new film Queen and Slim. You showed me that film. It's that road film. No, I showed you the film. I didn't know about this song, though. So this well, is Guarding the Gates. Have you heard it? No, I haven't. I just uh, saw it was a headline and put it in show notes. Huh. I haven't heard it. Thanks, because this is news. I'm, I'm informed now. I imagine our listeners may, may feel the same way. Not even uh, sure if the soundtrack is out yet. Maybe it comes out on Friday, but I'm sure we'll hear the song soon enough. What is this song about? Is this about gatekeepers and hip hop? It's guarding. It's about the gates. rap rankings. We're guarding the gates of rap from all these oh. uh, these clowns who keep trying to infiltrate the genre. Well, thank you, Miss Hill. Finally, we got our first shout out on a rap song. We don't Some know if it's a rap great song. Rappers took forever, but I, I always knew it'd be a great like Miss Lauren Hill to come. Hold through. on, hold on. We don't know it's, if it's a rap song or not. That is true. She'd be singing sometimes. Might be some of that. Might be some of the 
Guess what? Mystery of iniquity. You know, the unplugged stuff she was doing. Where, where she was I'm like, sure. Uh, I'm sure some people like that one, the unplugged. I, I like some of those songs on there. Mystery Very sad. Very sad album. Makes me feel some kind of way. Are we going to review that? No. Isn't it? I mean, does she rap on there? I can't even remember. It's she a live she album, my moments. friend. We don't no, review live, live albums album. unless we right. start a live oh, album man. Patreon show. Live wow. and direct. Live <laughs> album reviews. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, All right. Well, we have something to do. Yes. We came here for a reason. And uh, what are we here to do exactly? Well, dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to review this thing. No. This. No. Uh, no. We're just here to do things. Uh, well, we're doing things, y'all. We are reviewing the album Doing Things by the artist Big Bear. You want to tell them about Big Bear? Because they, they probably know about Big Bear and they don't know that they know about Big Bear. I think they know that they know about Big Bear. Maybe they do. But here's the like deal. I was saying earlier, you see so many memes, you know, people people forget. Throughout the years, I've seen clickbait articles and complex lists and Ugh. you know, memes and BuzzFeed posts talking about the funniest or the worst album covers ever. No, oh, you know what? A lot of Fuck criticism em. of you. Fuck them. Okay, well, you know, this is. I hate those people. <sighs> and this is an album that I don't think many people know for the music that's on it or the person who made the music, but more so because it's an iconic cover. In fact, it's such an iconic cover that the company who made it, who has apparently completed nearly 20,000 album covers before they closed their doors in 2003. <laughs> their Wikipedia album, like, that. all right, so they have a Wikipedia uh, page. The one piece of album art that represents them is this album. Wow. Which is and crazy being, because I would say they came to fame through their work with No Limit and, like, Cash yes. Money and stuff. And I would say, so this is Pen and Pixel, and we'll pen get into Pen and in, Pixel Graphics Incorporated. Right. So we're, we're going to get into Pen and Pixel in just a little bit. But what you need to know is Juvenile, 400 Degrees, that iconic album cover that now you, you're starting to see flipped a lot in pop culture and streetwear and stuff like that. When I think Pen and Pixel, I think that Juvenile album. That's the one okay. that comes to my mind. Mm-hmm. I know for a lot of people, it's probably like a Master P album. Yeah, I would say probably growing up, uh, it, I mean, it was both. It was Cash Money and No Limit. It was it was those two camps. My mom had a lot of those discs in the car, and I was mesmerized by that artwork. Cause I'm the like, artwork, and like, also, if you remember, the spine of the CD had this like, almost like, these like lines through it, like the, uh, vertical lines that are like, Almost like little, like, looks like a freaking uh, bottom of like a PS2 
memory card or something. It's like these little grooves in the plastic on the front of the spine. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like, yeah, like weird sort of designs. And um, like I said, we're going to dive into them in just a little bit. But their Wikipedia page only features one album cover, and it's this one. And I would say this album is probably like a lot of people have seen the cover for this album just being on the internet in the last 20 years. Yes. But how many people have actually listened to this album? Right. Who the fuck is Big Bear? Exactly. You know, it's, it's, I, I understand like not thinking to go past like the funny image, you know, and just like stopping at the image, like, huh, and then going on with your day. But you gotta wonder, like, yo, hold on. There's, there's a whole album of music attached to this image. Like, isn't anyone curious to hear what the, the songs sound like? You know, I mean, we got this big bear on the cover surrounded by like grizzly bears and like nuts and berries and stuff. And his name is made out of honey on the cover. Like, yeah, it's a funny image. He's wearing like a freaking Hugh Hefner robe. You know, the bears got got diamond rings on and sunglasses and cigars. I mean, look up the cover. If, if you're one of the people who has managed to not see this cover in like the past 20 years look it up it's instantly memorable it i'll go as far as to say at this point it's an iconic cover in rap even if it's kind of a joke yeah 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 i'd say so um but you know look the boys here at rap rankings we 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 had to we we had to we had to see what this was about you can't you you know I mean, there have been people on the internet, of course, that have had the same thought as us, but no one's going to be as thorough as us. I mean, come on. We're us. We're moles and I mean, I've, I've seen a one-paragraph review of this album. I've seen a couple people on Rate Your Music rate <laughs> it and put, you know, two or three <laughs> paragraphs up. Who? Rate Your Music? Who are they? What do they do? I don't know. There's some third-rate mickey mouse version of rap rankings from what i've seen yeah look uh no one's better than moles and mel okay all right that was a. Uh, that was my white friend who's sitting right next to me she's always she's been here for every review i've just just now addressed her um Ooh. what you're gonna boo a whole human being this is why I'm not telling you her name because people get cyber bullied in this day and age. And I don't want yeah, you bullying right. her. All right. No one wants to believe that Mel has a, a, a white friend who happens to be a girl who just sits by as he records these episodes just because she likes to hear about rap. Because it's not true. It's imagined. It's not imagined at all. But moving on. Um, yeah. So this these pen and pixel people uh, famous for their work uh, in the late 90s, uh, early 2000s. They did this cover for Big Bear and his album Doing Things. Right. Uh, now, Big Bear, when you think Pen and Pixel, you think New Orleans, you know, you South. Think Texas. Think the South. Right. Just Southern rap in general. 
where's this guy from? Where's Big Bear from? Because here's the thing, Mel. I've yet to hear this. You listened earlier today. I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen in in just a little bit, and then we'll get back together and actually record the review of this episode. Yeah, uh, I've heard the album. Uh, this boy from Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs> so, <laughs> not only does he have this this like wild artwork, he's from Omaha, Nebraska. Now, I must say. Um, I've been to Omaha, Nebraska. Oddly enough, during a tour, I was on a rap tour. I've rapped in Omaha, Nebraska. So I can confirm that they have somewhat of a hip hop scene. Now, a slight spoiler, though, this was not recorded in Omaha, Nebraska, which may lead to why why this this it may make sense why this album artwork was made. So he says on the album that like he has to shout out Master P and the Ice Cream Factory, I guess, where he made, mm. so I'm guessing it's Master P's studio. Yep. So he must have been in the South while he was making this album, but he's from Nebraska. Gotcha. Okay, so he's from Nebraska, but this is recorded with Master P. Yeah, in his studio, at least. He, he shouted him out on the intro. Now, here's the thing. He probably got done with the album, and he was like, I need artwork. And Madison was like, don't worry about it. Well, I know the per-. And <laughs> sent it to Pen and Pixel, where he sent everything. And they were just like, bears doing things? All right, we're going to put bears doing things on the cover. And the rest is history. So Pen and um, Pixel has kind of become like the stuff of legend at this point. You know, they're they're firmly entrenched in the fabric of like hip hop album, hip hop album covers. You know, they're one of the most, you know, iconic, truly. And their work ethic backs it up. I mean, uh, the company was started in 1992. And Apparently, they've worked with over 8,000 clients and have completed nearly 20,000 album covers. And that's a lot of clients and a lot of covers in an 11-year run. Now, here's the thing. We got to say who the company was started by because that number is even more impressive if they never expanded their team outside of these two brothers. I mean... There were two brothers that started the company, Aaron and Sean Brouch. It says here. I mean, Brouch, Brock, Brock. Is it Brock or Brouch? Brock. I, I, probably Brock. Aaron and Sean Brock. B R A U C H. Brock. You know, uh, Brosh even. Brouch, Brock, Brosh. Who is this? Finn Balor, Finn Balor, Finn Baylor? I don't know. Um, they did 20,000 covers. And if it was just between the two of them, that's no, it's just, And their staff. Oh, and their staff. All right, it says it right here. They had a staff. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, shout out to them. Hey, <laughs> shout out to them. They had a staff. <laughs> they're a Houston, Texas-based graphics design firm that had a staff. That's great. Um, Now, of course, you know, if you're not you don't have one of their album one of their artworks on hand let me describe them to you 
granted, you've probably seen them at some point in your life before, but if you can't remember, they're known for their identifiable design vernacular of gaudy 3D and effects-laden text, uh, like album titles and rapper stage names, which are often, quote, studded with diamonds or made to look like marble through heavily layered Photoshop filtered graphics. These typically overlay a scene depicting the album artist ostentatiously. Yep. It's been a while since I've said that word. Ostentatiously surrounded by women, liquor, gold and diamond coated material effects, etc. Right. If you're a younger listener and you're a Little B fan, a lot of Little B's mixtape and album covers have a pen and pixel influence. Yes. So Big Bear. Big Bear. Yeah, Big Bear. Doing things. Um, The album with the bear on it. And it mostly ends there for people. Right. We're going to get into this. Moles and Mel, the freaking lunatics, had to go deeper. We had to listen. I I wanted to know what, what it sounded like. Me too. I did too. When you ran it by me, I'm like, oh, you know we got to do this. (laughs) You know? Why not? We got to do every hip hop album in history anyway. Neither one of us have heard this thing going into it. Yeah. And that was fun for me. You know, I'd heard Idlewild. I'd heard Hall of Fame. I'd never heard A Long Hot Summer or The Real World. Neither of us have heard this. Well, I've heard it now, uh, you know, because I listened to it for the show. But you get to hear it. Yeah. Right. So I have no idea uh, what to expect from this thing. But. I did do a little bit of research because I was trying to get some information about Big Bear. And there's not much I could pull up. I was able to find that this is his debut album. Um, He did put out another album in 2002, and he has yet to put out another album since. And I can't find him on social media. And Mel, you were telling me that you think that he might be ashamed. When you say it like that, it, it kind of breaks my heart, bro. I'm not going to lie. I was about to laugh, and then instantaneously I felt like crying. I feel like maybe people have shamed him into into seclusion. He's like a hermit now. Maybe he's embarrassed. Maybe he doesn't just he doesn't rap anymore. Maybe it's as simple as that, and he's like he wants to move on with his life. You know, my guess is he's trying to make himself scarce these days uh i hope he's doing all right though honestly i I hope he's still doing things and doing all right while doing those things but i must say i do have a joke i'm gonna get the joke off listen my my philosophy on this show is i i I don't want to say anything i wouldn't say to the artist's face but i gotta get Mm -hmm. this off um slight spoiler there's a song on here called what you're working with where there's some singing and it sounds like creepy drunk opera and then I wrote down in my notes as I was listening, you know what else is spooky? Big Bear's career, because his second and final album was called Now or Never. So maybe he knew at that point, yo, it's now or never. <laughs> like I was doing things. They didn't want to hear me doing things. This is my second chance. If I don't do it now, then it's never. He took four years away to make Now or Never. I'm, I'm tempted to hear Now or Never. And I mean, this is the show where we eventually we're going to have to do it. Probably like 50 years from now, we're going to do Now or Never by Big Bear. 50 years? 
I don't know. It depends. If you really like this this album, we might do it even sooner. But yeah, I think he that ties into like the shame he may be feeling. You know, maybe look as someone who gave rapping as a career a like a very long time to work, you know, and couldn't quite pull it off. I understand, Big Bear. I'm with you. If you're ashamed of of your career, if you don't want to be heard from anymore. If you're tired of people mocking the cover, if you're tired of being known for the cover, I'm with you, dog. I'm with I'm little I'm little bear. Okay? I ain't talking Nick Jr. It's little bear, baby. I'm with you, big bear. Don't be ashamed, man. Live your life. It's never too late. You know? I, I must say, like, if if life was a film, don't let your reel run out, bro. Don't let your reel run out. I just want to know yeah, that he's like okay. He, I, I want to know. I want to know that he's okay. I hope he's okay. Um, so I'd like to introduce what will be possibly an ongoing mini-series here on RapRankings.com. What that is. A new mini-series. Finding Big Bear. Who the fuck is this? Maybe he doesn't want to be found. I just hope he's okay. I don't think we need to find Big Bear. If he he probably wants to be left alone. You know, I mean I mean what if he doesn't know? What if he doesn't know that this covers a meme? He what if has he's to like know. No, chances are he probably does. What if he's and I like think that that's why woods. he's not around. He's like, shit, they've turned me into a joke. Yo, I have a theory. Big Bear wants to literally be a bear. This first album, Doing Things, is just commentary on how he's not living his real life. He just feels like he's just out here doing things. You know, he wants wow. to have some purpose. Oh, and then Think it's about now it. or it's never so to vague, become a bear. Right, to become a bear. Not and we to haven't become heard a from him since. Right, no, he was, he was never trying to be a rapper. He was never trying to... I think he was trying to get enough money through rap. Rapping was just a thing. It was a thing that he was doing. He's just doing a thing. But, he's just doing things. But he was things. truly trying to he, become a bear. Right. His purpose was becoming a bear. Everything else is just doing things. He didn't want to just do things anymore. And I think what happened is he finally, after now or never, he's, it's now or never to become a bear. I'm I'm twenty I'm twenty seven now. I got him. I, I boy I can relate, bro. I'm it's a little bear. Little bear is still right here. I'm right here with you, bro. Like I'm I'll be twenty seven in like four months. Okay. He he said on the album he was twenty three on this doing things. So by now or never he was twenty seven. He was looking around. He's like, yo, if I'm gonna be a bear, now's the time. And I think right. he did so it. Bro. I got to get all he, my that's shit. That's why we in haven't heard never. That's why we haven't heard from him. You got He's me thinking woods. like we got to review now or never within the next couple months. We got to hear if if that's what that's truly about. Because because if it is, bro, he's in the woods. He's been a bear ever since, and I couldn't be more proud. I'm gonna break down. I'm gonna. I just want people to live 
truly and freely, bro. This is a dark and cold world. All right. And if that man wants to be a bear, then I damn it. What's crazy you know? is I'm thinking back like now or never 2002. I mean, we're we're fresh off of 9-11. You know, this war you know, in Iraq is kicking up. up. It's now or we're never fresh. to go be a bear or you might get drafted or something else. You know, he's like, yo, the world just got crazy. If I'm going to be a bear, it's now or never. I love this. I, I love this theory. And. I can only hope that uh, he followed his dreams. I want to know. I want to know. I'm not asking for a Big Bear comeback album. Jeez, I don't even know no, if no, I like this Please don't one. come back to rap. Don't. Yeah, you haven't even heard this one yet. But listen, rap is... Uh, listen, the great artist Tory Lane said just the other day, rap is in a horrible place. Who the you don't fuck come is back. this? <laughs> Who the fuck is this? <laughs> I gotta say though, I think I think just side note, he he officially overcame his name being more closely associated with a pornographic actress. Because when he first came out, I'm like Tory Lanez, isn't that? Isn't she like you know? But now I think yeah, everyone's Tr- forgotten Tracy about Lords. Her. You mean? No, no, no. Tory Lanez. There was a. Don't. Why are you making me expose myself? Tracy Lords. You mean? No, not <laughs> Tracy Lords. I know who that is, but no. Tory Tory Lanes. Tory, Tory Lane. It was not Lanes. It was Lane. His name is uh, Tory, Tory Lanes. Lane. Tory Lane is who I'm thinking of. Okay. You know, and that's who I always thought of when I heard his name until probably about 2015. The 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 power shifted to his name away from Tory Lane. So anyway. We got to talk about this track list before we, uh, well, before you actually hear the album, because I've heard it already. All right. Take me through this track list. Let me know what I, let's see what I'm about to get myself into here. <sighs> okay. So this was not looking, when I first saw this track was this, this didn't, this didn't do Big Bear any favors. I must say as someone who is, who can be easily triggered by track list song title errors or what seems to be overlooked grammatical errors this 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 did a number on me um track one we got uh we got the intro uh track two a song called no lies track three the title track doing things track four heaven or hell uh, now this track five. This is this is the first time you got it. Okay. It's called Money, Money and Fame, but it's spelled Money and like A N, like an apple, like Money uh, and Fame. And of course, we know he means Money and Fame, but I'm just like, ah, you know, you you ever watch that Family Guy animated sitcom? And uh, they got a character, Mort. What's his name? Like Mort Goldstein. He he's Morty? he sometimes grimaces and he goes, ah. That's how, that's how he grimaces. I don't, know, I don't get that reference. Unless okay. that? Well, he Rick makes that. He, yeah, it's like a pained expression and noise. That's how I felt when I saw that money and fame. Uh, track six, uh, what you're working with. Uh, now, 
I thought like all right, I thought like okay, that was the only one. That was the only time. He, and then and then track seven. Ah, he got me. He got me again, bro. The realist, but realist. Oh, is don't tell me like, he spelled with the with the I. Yeah, like 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 being pragmatic. Like I'm, like, a, I'm realist. a realist. Like I like being a realist about things, not a. <laughs> Not an idealist, and uh, yeah, you know, blah 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 blah. Like, yeah, so it's I'm a the realist. realist, and I'm like, yo, if this isn't a record about how pragmatic you are, I hate you, Big Bear. But I won't spoil what it's about. Uh, and then right after this, this track eight, nowhere to run, except it's four words. It's nowhere to run. So like, nowhere to run. really hurts uh track nine playa haters track 10 hose is scared now i'm, I'm gonna let that grammatical because because that's how i talk oh, that's, just, that's that a that's that aave bro that's that that's that you know i talk like that and hose, hose is scared, is, scared is, is a great i think hose is scared is a great song title it is it is <laughs> definitely is absolutely is so i was excited when i saw that one um, track 11, all sides. Track 12, ain't no love. Track 13, no matter oh, what. Wait, the track 12 is called Heart of the City? No, it's called Ain't No Love. Oh, okay. Yeah. Track 13 is no matter what. Track 14 is no hope. Then he does that thing that we both hate where two titles next to each other either start with the same word or the same letter. Yeah, but that's OCD. That's the, he can't. Is it though? I mean, he for this, he should have just put no eyes down here. It should have just been no eyes, no matter what, and no hope all bunched together. Ugh. The anyway. no, no, no suite? Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. Now, are you willing no, to forgive some style? of these? Yes. Um, are you willing to forgive some of these, you know, grammatical issues considering that he's a bear? Yes. Yes, I am for that exact reason. Cause I wouldn't forgive it for anyone else. Here's looking at you. YG, Mr. Bull bomb and collective. All right. Let's see if you keep that same energy for the Kanye. What's the Carney? You know, I hate him. I got a bunch of energy from it for him. I got a lot of energy for him. All right. Uh, track 14, no hope. Track 15, chop it up. Oh, track, like what we do here on rap rankings? <laughs> oh, yeah. Chop it up. Uh, track 16, be real. Oh, track shit. He's 17. on this album? No, no, not the artist, be real. Uh, the title of the song is be real. Uh, in track 17, outro. So Damn, 17, 17 tracks. tracks. Yeah. And I'll just spoiler the songs are they're not long. Like they're they're standard song lengths. Maybe maybe because of the damn songs you listen to from your generation, your damn Twitter oh, songs. Are listen, I don't make two them minute, like 20 two second minute songs. songs. All right. I was down, down bad. Okay. I'm sure don't, you were. Don't start with me. Okay. I'm first of all, uh, I was born in '93. All right, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So, but by, by the time by the time you start getting some hair on your dick, pause. You know, rap was already dead. Nas told us. Uh, 
I got in before things got terrible. That that is, and, I, and that's not that's right. I'm talking you know, about I the was world. Born, I'm talking about the world. Eighty seven. Back in eighty seven, man, rap was something. It was something new. It was something fresh. It was something different. You know, and when I started coming of age, you know, what did I have? The blueprint. Not everything is love. Okay, not Magnet Carter. Oh, don't do this. Don't do this again. Listen, I even have news for him. I'm going to save it. I'm going to save that news for another episode. But It doesn't matter but, because you still like the dumb al- that dumb album with the with the bad rapping that you sent me. Everything in love. Jay- Jay-Z said everything is love. Jay-Z on the album, you told me to listen to a song. This guy said suck in my penis. No, he said subpoenas. That's what he said. Okay, <laughs> that is what he said. You're not gonna do this to 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 Sean Carter. You're not gonna do this to Beyonce Knowles. All right, they're not my favorite couple in the world, but by golly, they pulled it off this time. All right, so I had to give them their credit. Um, this is gonna yeah. that is gonna be the most anticipated episode of Rap <laughs> What everything we finally do. The horrible album that uh, you—it's not horrible. It's it's surprisingly decent. It was surprisingly decent. I hope the pay was worth it. That's all I have to say. I was not paid off by Rock Nation or Beyonce Incorporated. I was not paid off. Yeah, that's an official statement, direct from Rap Rankings, and not from Rock Nation. Just so you know, there will be no libel suits coming anytime soon. To the boys here at Rap Rankings. So we ran through the track list. All right. We went through all this. You gave a theory that this guy might actually be a bear or is trying to be a bear or became a bear. Yes. Or maybe went to live with the bears like the man in Grizzly Man. Word. Word. That's possible. Because, like, look at the album cover. Like, maybe he's fine being a man, but he loves to live amongst the bears. Right. He's exactly. given the bears his they they're all wearing his robes basically. You know, his like smoking jacket. He's trying to he's trying to bring bling and culture to the bears. I, don't I can know say if the bling because at that be, time you could say bling. And it wasn't I don't ridiculous. think that like the bears should be like smoking though. You know? It's probably not good for him, but you know, he's there to keep watch on him. You know, he only gives oh, the like one. It says featuring the loonies and sugar tea. The loonies and sugar tea. What? Okay, so funny enough. Um, yeah. Big Bear. The loonies appear on track six. What you working with? Oh, wait a second. You're spoiling stuff because I had that note here. You're talking about the group. Yeah, there's a five on it sample at like the very end of the song. Oh, so they're not on the actual no, album? They're, they're sampled? Not. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, why is this here? See, listen, we're, we're spoiling things now. No, I'm uh, looking through the book. I'm looking through the booklet. The booklet? Yeah, the booklet of the album. I'm looking at the production credits and I noticed there were features you didn't mention. Uh, the album cover itself says featuring Looney's. Right on the cover, featuring the loonies and sugar tea. <laughs> yeah, he really got one over with that one. Because they're not on that record. 
How, how do you put that on your album cover? <laughs> Here, these and are the two guys that, that I didn't hear them. on the album. Maybe they were rapping. Maybe that was them. But there's a sample of five on it at the very end for like two seconds. Would he really do that? <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. If he did this bear cover, he might do that and try to pass. Bears move in mysterious ways. Interestingly enough, the back cover of the album does not feature does any not, yeah. like actual features credits or, for features. So Yeah. And to be fair, then, this is not or or and to be clear, this is not a no limit album, even though it was recorded uh, Masterpiece Studio. This is released on True Game True Records. True Game. True Game Records. Yeah. And there's a guy, their logo is a guy with like a protuberant thumb holding uh, some, some cards. He looks like Inspector Gadget, but like a shadier version. He even has an ace up by his He kind of looks ear. a little like Spy versus Spy, but a little less uh With like Spy versus Spy. Edges. Right. A rounded edge. Oh, it looks a little bit like, you know, spy. the man in the in the yellow hat from uh, Curious George. Yeah. He's wearing like a, a little juice pinstripe suit and he, he might okay. be a, a bit of a magician. He's pulling out an ace from behind his ear. So, you know. Shout out to True Game Records. It's a cool logo. Yeah, I'll give it to him. I'll give him that. Pretty cool logo. Uh, I don't know about the spacing on these tracks. It just seems kind of haphazard. Like some of the tracks are like bunched yep, together. There's that classic pen and pixel kind of uh, case with those little plastic ridges on this on the um, kind of spine on the front. Gotta love it. Wow. So we're just sitting around bullshit and looking at the inserts here. Um, well, listen, why don't I, I'm waiting on Mools to hear that album because I've heard it. I've got a lot to say about Big Bear doing things. Trust me. I presently have nothing to say. But right. I will soon. Once we come we back Because we don't speak on this. things we ain't heard, right? That's, Short we, break. that's not yeah. what we do here. But before we get to break, one last thing I'd like to mention. You want to plug some of the new rap rankings uh, Patreon content we got. Uh, no, I don't want to. You asked me if I wanted to. I don't want to. But I'll do it. I'll do Folks, it because... He's gone rogue. <laughs> Jazz rankings coming soon. <laughs> Woo. Listen, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a branch off, spin off scat rankings. Whoa, hey, 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 listen. Not that PG-13, kind. If we can if we can help it. I'm talking about that. <laughs> I just morphed into like a freaking radio device. Okay. Uh yeah, where where were we? Right, the uh Patreon content. What are we talking about? The latest reviews and stuff? We, we yeah, what can they get and where can they get it? 
Should I give him that Goosebumps fan club voice? Available now, Pharrell, In My Mind, the prequel review. Also, Buster Rhymes, I bullshit you not. And if that's not enough for you, in the mainline series, we have Missy Elliott, The Real World, Master Ace. What? What's the name of the Master Ace? Okay. Long Hot Summer. A Long Hot Summer. Big Sean, Hall of Fame. Outcast, Remember that album title? Idlewild. <laughs> Shut up. Awesome. <laughs> Listen, he's, you can't say that. He's Big Sean's my lowest rated album so far on the show. So, you know. Uh, all right. And if you're into new albums, check out Jeezy TM104. Was it Return of the Snowman? Yeah. The Legend of the Snowman, right? Legend. The Legend of the Snowman. Available now coming soon. at raprankings.com. And coming soon. And coming soon. What's coming soon? The, the game. The, the, who? Oh, and coming soon. The game. Born to rap. <laughs> do, 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 do. Get it. Get it while you can. It's out now. <laughs> get it, get, get it, it while you can before they try to release like, you know, new versions with, with alternative illustrations like they did the actual Goosebumps series. Where they fuck up the aspect ratio. They're only here in the highs. Yeah, you know, pulling that Disney plus nonsense. Listen, get the original rap rankings while you still can. Uh yeah, I think, I mean, all you got to do is go listen to the album and then we can reconvene. So let's do it. AKA, let's pretend like I just went to listen to the album and then came back. But in reality, I'm going to listen to it in about two hours, put my notes down, go to sleep, wake up, and then record it. Right. So, so good night, everybody. But we'll be right back after this 10-hour break. <laughs> And we are back. Uh, <laughs> you just finished this album, huh? Yeah, I just finished the album about an hour ago. And I'm ready to talk about Big Bear doing things. Well, I'm about to finish this uh, Honest Kids Twisted Tropical Tango with 40 calories per pouch. Organic juice drink. Horrible radio. Disgusting, actually. Listen. But while we're here, might as well drink this Sprite with a little bit of lemonade mixed inside of it for what I like to call a kid's mimosa. (laughs) What? Mm. Very nice. Oh, my God. All right. Um. You ready? I'm ready. I, I, I've been ready. All right. Let's, let's get into this thing. Let's do things. So, track one. Intro. Intro. <laughs> this is what I'll tell you. All right. I'm going to start with the rating. It's a six. Agreed. It's a six. 
This is the first intro I've ever heard that sounds like an outro. First well, intro of my entire enough, life that sounds like an outro. The outro is very much like the intro. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Not not to spoil anything, but yeah, they are. But like, he's, he leads the album with the shout outs. Yes. I have a list here, by the way, of everyone shouted out. Oh, do you? Yes. Okay. Um, let's get some. Let's get some gunshots for every everyone <laughs> oh, he shouts out. Okay. So get the get the Glock loaded. Get ready, because he wants to shout out his grandparents, his mother, his father, his sisters, his brothers. His aunts, his uncles, family friends, loved ones, his unborn child, his daughter who he loves very much, his girlfriend, mix engineer Mr. James Hoover, His producers, who laced him with the beats, the guests, Master P for letting him use the ice cream shop to record this thing, all those involved, (laughs) himself. And last, but certainly certainly not least, God. <sighs> Is that it? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he did say he revealed that this was recorded in Masterpiece Ice Cream Shop, um, which I'm guessing is the name of the studio. He did indeed thank himself, which is a very male move, I must say. But then he turned around and thanked God for blessing him with the talent, though. So, right. you know, we can't say that he, he isn't, uh, you know. Hey, not for nothing. I dig the beat, but for as an intro, you know, I, I don't I don't I don't need it. And, well, and well, funny enough, funny, we will hear this beat three times on the album. Three times? <laughs> yeah. If you didn't notice. There was. I know it's the intro and the outro, but but it, what did I? Was, is it a, all right? Well, when we get to it, I'm sure we'll, we'll you'll get point to it out because because I didn't notice it either at first. <laughs> so, uh, all right, a six on the intro. Uh, shout out to all those people. So yeah, the first I, listen, I it it, it 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 wasn't bad, you know, but yeah, no, you know, it was, it was an intro. It's an intro. Just it was a shout out. Right. You know, the shout outs, special thanks. I was hoping that he gave us at least one verse, and then it could have been a seven because I thought the beat was pretty cool. It was better. Oh, yeah. The beat was was better than some of the other beats, but I guess he rapped on this beat. Supposedly, he did on this album. He did, I, and I, it's very easy to not notice it because this album is a bit. Of, we'll we'll get to it. All right, <laughs> so two sixes. Six. Yeah. Um, so the first official song, which is track two, No Lies. Oh, I can see my notes. I'm like, 
my notes make like I'm like optimistic. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> we were we were naive, you know. The beats, we're, we're the beats are pretty. They're okay on here for the most part. So like you hear the beats some come of, in some of them are lies. yikes, but some oh, yeah, of them are yeah, really but... dope. Some of them are legit, like for their era. They they fit in perfectly fine. And here's the thing. I'm going to probably be making a lot of comparisons in this review, but like I've just heard Big Bear for the first time. So I have to make comparisons because I'm not that familiar with Big Bear. And he obviously didn't stay the course and stick around long enough for us to really have much to say about him as an individual. Well, you know, the number one comparison I had when I listened and I told you, I kind of, you know, warned you like, yo, this he, I don't know if he knows this, but he thinks he's Pac. No, he knows it. Sounds it. Like Pac. He knows it for sure. Oh, so okay, you, here's the thing. So you, here's the thing. He sounds like Pac, but not vocally. It's the flows vocally, that he's using the and the cadences and stuff like that. But he's not, he doesn't have the conviction that Pac has. So oddly enough, I agree with you on the Tupac thing. And I think the word Tupac or three Pac is mentioned on more than half of these song reviews that I wrote. But I also think, well, I'll save that for the next song because that's where it really starts to kick in for me. Okay. Um, my notes here on this No Lies, beautiful G-Funk beat to set things off. I already hear the pot comparisons Mel has warned me about. Not a total ripoff, but I'm starting to hear the cadences already. It's His the beat. classic cadence. It's like the, it's like, and then the nana nana nana, and then the nana. Like, it's like, you know, and, uh, and I'm busting for all the kids you've been touching. Don't collude with Russians. Like, it's, it's you know, it's like. And discussion. Right. You know? It's the thug life flow, man. If you know, like, Tupac, especially, like, those later years, Machiavelli, All Eyes on Me. That era of Pac where he sounded real fired up and like, obviously, Tupac is one of the most influential hip-hop artists of all time, but there is a fine line between influence and straight up like, like jacking yeah, like someone's shit. like you can see how, how influential he was to rappers of that period though. I mean, he's just like, he does this on, on, on probably every song, this cadence. It's like, you know. Remember not every song. about the days I wasn't popping. I'm eating ramen. Like, it's the same, like, the... It's not know. every song. I'm going to say that right now. Bro, I, it might I be every song. At least no, one I made line, a note. I promise you. I'm t- well, maybe one line, but I'm saying, like, I made a specific note when he wasn't doing it. But he does this on most songs on this album. He's doing the, the Pac thing. Um, what I wrote, though, was that I think this beat might render all of that irrelevant. Let's see. This girl on the hooks adds some extra flavor. This is cool. I think I dig this. But for a whole album, I don't think I would dig this for a whole album. So we shall see. I gave it a 7 minus. I wanted to because of the beat. But then I replayed it and I'm like, he's just lacks the personality of like a Tupac or even the content, the conviction. You know, like he's a competent rapper, of course, you know. Believe it or not, most rappers are if they even get to this point, you know. So, like, he didn't really get any points for knowing how to ride the beat. 
you know, especially pattern patterning the patterning pattern pattern patterning <laughs> the flow off of uh, you know the boy Shakur. You know, I I wrote the mixes are mad clean though. I think if this is how the mixes are gonna sound, uh, uh, this is not the like thing some, is is that like. The mixes on this album are wildly inconsistent, even on the same song sometimes, depending on, you know, if there's a guest verse. Well, it's odd. yeah, exactly. we'll, we'll get mean, into the it. mix on this song is clean. The beat, the vocals. I was, yeah, I was pleased I mean, by it, how he it, sounded. The thing about this record for me, it's a seven minus because like I recognize that it's not an original song by any means, but for what it is, like put something on, like in the car, it's like riding music, you know, G funk sound to it, like a dope baseline. I mean, it doesn't take much sometimes for me. And this is an example of something not really taking much. I was immediately taken by the music and all this guy had to do was to not screw it up. And he didn't, well, but no, like he I doesn't know, screw it up. He doesn't screw it up. And my, my hang up was like, I needed him to actually actively do something cool with it, though, you know, for me to give him that seven minus, because this was one of the songs I marked to come back to because I'm like, I might like this because like it sounds good. But when I listen, I'm like, I'd rather just listen to Tupac, (laughs) you know, I'd rather listen Um, to Tupac, too. But what I'm saying is a seven is like, I wouldn't skip this, really. Like, I like this. It's cool. You like it. Yeah. It's not Tupac, but it's I mean, it's not great either. But honestly, all it would have taken was just a handful of lines that jumped out at me. It's like, oh, that's novel. Really, that's all it would have taken for me to give him the seven minus. Just say something I haven't heard before. I don't really mind, mind at the end of the I day that was, you're using this flow. I don't know what yeah. my mileage is going to be on this. Like, I'll forgive it on this song. But am I like if he keeps doing this shit and it's just too much like Tupac? Am I going to be able to look past that on multiple instances? We'll see. Well, we will indeed see. Um, track three, the title track, Doing Things. Yes. Now, I have some features. Uh, the okay. guy singing on this one is Henry Young. Okay. And uh, Big Bear opens this track saying that he's going through shit like he's an anus. Going yeah, through shit like down. I'm an anus, he says. I wrote that down, yep. Um, uh, our, this beat is a more old-school Southern rap vibe than the last one, kind of like a Scarface, UGK, 8-Ball MJG type beat. Um, see, here's the thing. This is what I was mentioning on the last song. I agree with the Tupac comparison, 100%. But because... Vocally, he doesn't sound like Tupac. When he's doing the Pac flow at times, he almost tricks me into thinking he's doing like an AZ impression. So on this, I wrote that he sounds oddly less like Pac and more like AZ. This hook is rough. Um, it's, this Henry uh, I've Young been doing things in the game for so long, right? Isn't that the hook? Yeah, but it's just. I it's, mean, look, I can relate, but that doesn't make it a good. Very rough. I'm saying rough, like in the literal sense, rough sounding vocals. You know that have not been mixed. It sounds like this Henry Young. He can't sing, and he's trying to really sing, and he can't sing. <laughs> now I wrote that he sounds like a poor man's Tony Sunshine, and I gave this record a five. Uh, 
Okay, well, I gave it a six minus. Um, so this is the beat. It has the same beat as the intro and the outro, if you didn't notice. Oh, so listen, not for nothing. I, I, I wish he didn't drop a <laughs> drop a verse on the intro then. Listen, this people, the listen. Beat. I know that sounds crazy. It's like, how do you not notice that this is a beat you've already heard? Not, if not it happened to both of us. A beat we heard just like before the last song. Right. So if it happened to both of us, that should tell you about how like non-arresting Big Bear is as a presence. It just already started kind of like you forgot already. You know, like I, I just I, I got to say, I mean, bro, I'm, <laughs> I've been listening to music my entire life. You know, it, it, it struck me as odd that I didn't notice that this is a beat I just heard. But like that and, goes to and here's show the thing. you What's odd what this about album the experience is like. How, why did you think that? Why? How did you know the outro was the same beat as the intro? Let me ask you this. Because they bookended the album. Okay, you want to know how I found out? How? I accidentally had my um, VLC music player on shuffle, uh-huh. and it went right from the intro to the outro on shuffle. And I'm like, wait a second, I just heard this one. And it said outro, and I went, oh, okay, I'm still on. I got to click the shuffle button and listen to this thing in order, the way it was meant to be heard. Imagine your shock if the shuffle went went from outro to doing things. So like, I knew that that was the, over the same beat. I'm not even going to lie. This whole album could have had the same beat, and I'd probably be like, this beat sounds a little bit like, uh, you know, this sounds a little yeah, like the last one. Different, but... A different description for every song. Not realizing that it was the same beat. <laughs> but yeah, so that's how I realized the intro and the outro have the exact same beat. And I just figured, oh, okay, that makes sense. Intro has the same beat as the outro, you know, and that'll be the last I hear from it. Dan. Listen, the the chorus, I've been doing things in the game for so long. I mean, who hasn't? Uh, they haven't. This is his first album. Well, I mean, listen, we know how the music industry works. It doesn't mean it's his first go around. You know, he could have been rapping for years. This is true. And he may not be talking about the rap game. We could be talking about, you know, the game game, the game game, you know, um, there are other lines. You already mentioned uh, going through shit like I'm an anus. Uh, he also. <laughs> how do you like that mistake. one? Though? You like it or not, don't like it? I don't not like a fan. it. Not a fan. Um he also did the classic uh, old 90s rap trope of like, you know, this is before people pause things. Uh, are clicks harder than dicks? Yeah, uh, yeah, harder than dicks. Yeah, and but here's what's crazy. That was in verse one. He says, my shit's harder than dicks later on in the song. It's like, that's the one, yo, yeah, bro. my shit's hard. Okay, so there you he go. says it twice. He revisits this concept of being as hard as an erection. <laughs> you already well, should do it one time. You shouldn't do it once, but but to do it twice in the same song. This is an example, by the way, of sometimes you hit me with enough lines that give me pause, and I say to myself, ah, "Why did you write that?" I every time I give an example to someone of of something like this, where like a line has derailed an entire song for me. <laughs> there's a root song. The Roots with P.D. Crack. And P.D. Crack opens his verse saying, or he says something in the first couple bars of his verse about, I was sitting in the bathroom taking a dump. 
And I'm just like, why'd you say that? <laughs> now we got to picture that. Yeah, now I got to think about you taking a dump while I'm trying to enjoy this record. And occasionally there's a line that takes me out. And this anus line from the very beginning had me like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and listen, I, to, to people who, who, who are listening, listen, this is a rap podcast. Uh, I, I, I've decided that I'm just going to, when I, if an artist uses explicit language, I got to say it. I'm, I'm 26 years old. What am I going to say? Sorry, dad, but I didn't say it. I'm, I'm reviewing a song. So when this man says my shit's harder than dicks, it just, all right. Like I, I don't condone it. This is why I'm giving it a six minus. Yeah. Twice. He goes from our clicks harder than dicks to my shit's harder than dicks. Terrible. But um, my my final note, uh, he, he also mentions his weenie. This is what he, like, I'm not, obviously I'm not censoring. I just told you I'm not censoring things anymore. He says his weenie. So. Yeah, listen. I'm, um, I'm all for rap being explicit and freedom of speech and all that stuff. But I don't want to hear like the, and it's ironic coming from me because I love little Wayne so much. And this guy has more shit bars than just about anyone, but I don't want to hear about taking a shit, take colons, anuses, hard dicks, bro. Like, come on, come on. I don't want to think about that kind of stuff right now. It was a different time. They hadn't yet realized that these aren't, pleasurable images or they still necessarily haven't well yeah you know or, rappers or, are still doing like gross sex records it's like it you takes know, no, more than just, to just make a comparison to something like okay similarly we're still getting metaphor, bars about of, you know i'm the shit no toilet and all this stuff just stop with the scatological bathroom shit come on <sighs> And this hook uh, is this hook is trash. This hook is trash. It's a five. Well, sure. Um, my final note was I'm not sure I would have titled the album after this song. You know, I wouldn't have based the album around this concept of doing things. I mean, he might as well have called it No Lies, the track before, because like, you know, what does this have to do with anything really? Like. You know, it, it, the track before was better than this. So, like, you know, you might as well have called the album Big Bear No Lies instead of doing things. I mean, how much of a concept is doing things? Anyway, it's before we move a concept. on. It, right. Before we move on, quick question. How often do you think the title track of an of a album is good? Like, you mm. have any estimates? Any thoughts on that? That's a really interesting question. All right. Are we back? I hope so. Okay. So I was I was saying how often is a title track good? You were saying about fifty percent of the time and you cited Me Against the World by Pac and Take Care by Drake as two title tracks that are actually good. Um I mean, I would say probably, yeah, I'd probably agree it's probably 50-50. You know, of course, I posed the question because bad title tracks came to mind because this doing things is one of them. But I just wanted to know if you felt any differently. Well, what I mean, what comes to mind for you in terms of other bad title tracks? Can you think of any? Um, 
You know, oddly enough, no, not at the moment, <laughs> which okay. makes which makes me look goofy. But I've heard them, definitely heard them. Uh, well, I probably hear goofy. them every month. I mean, hey, people look goofy sometimes. But this oh song, yeah, by the way, guys, before we continue, we're not doing that fucking Grammy special. So just forget you ever heard us say that we were going to do that. All right, it's a new day. It's a new feeling. We're on a new tack. All right, so fuck that noise and let's keep it moving. All right, well, uh, track four, Heaven or Hell. Um, First note, oh man, I wrote. Okay, well, I wrote, okay, this is an outright pot bite. Nope. Even more so than the previous tracks. Nope. You disagree? I do. Really? I mean, even Mm -hmm. with the hook, like, I don't know why I live in hell, but Lord, please let there be heaven for a G. No, I wrote that the Pac, I wrote that the hook and the subject matter is very Pac, but Big Bear, his flow doesn't sound like Pac at all. It sounds like the least like any other rapper I've heard from the well, last. Here's, here's the, the last thing, songs. though, bro. I wrote down notes. He said, carried the nine by his, sling, by his spleen, was 17. Get to busting. Look like I'm hunting. That's, that's Pac, bro. He's he, not he the only it. person that raps that no, way. No, he's bro. not the only person, but we know who the most prominent is, bro. Like, we know who we know who we can attribute this to. Listen, <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you and right he's now. He's been doing it on the album. So, I you, mean, like, you, it's the same you, thing. You are, you just got your Pac glasses on, apparently. Because he's got his Pac glass. He got his what? Pac larynx on. Okay, <laughs> check right. it out. I wrote this beat immediately sounded like something that witch doctor from dungeon family would rap on very organized noise, dungeon family influenced an oddly emotive feel to it. It's a story song about a young wild kid who gets caught up in the street light. Uh, I dig the guitar and the beat. I enjoy the hook too, although it's very pockish and pock subject matter as well, but at least like, but the least like other rappers, big bear has actually sounded so far seven. Wow. Uh, six minus, bro. I mean, for what it's worth, I didn't say the hook was bad. I just said it's Pac. I mean, he said no, the, hook the, song, is, the hook is we, Pac. The hook is Pac and the subject matter, like the kind of story that he told is a very Pac story. But I felt like the way he told the way he actually rapped to me was the least like he's imitating Tupac to me. I, I wrote down specific verses where he was still sounding like or specific lines. So I, I'm not hearing it. He's still Pac to me. Lines, maybe lines, but not not wholesale, not wholesale on this one. Not at all. Well, all right. Uh, we'll leave that to the listeners to determine. I mean, in the chorus, he says we sin because the world is fake. I mean, fair, fair point. <laughs> the world is fake. And I mean, it's not a great reason to sin, but I could see how that would be your reasoning. Fair. You didn't like the guitar? It. I mean, bro. I mean, it's, it's Big Bear is not a special rapper. I so didn't ask you about Big Bear about rap, and I said, right, you like but, the guitar? but he needs to say something to the good guitar for me to care about the. Good He's guitar. telling a good story about a young wild kid who gets caught it's up. It's a in story the... we've heard trillions of times, and we'll hear it trillions more. It's a tale as old right. as time, right? But we need to hear it better than this. No, oh, this is great. I love this. The mother, she's had her oh, her child is is out there and then he dies oh my goodness this is this is a shocker to me what did, did you i cry seven no 
but I thought it was yeah, I enjoyed it. I said, you're acting like a seven is like I'm I'm like no, I'm not. Like, I'm just surprised. No, you're you like you're this acting at all. like you're acting like I'm up here talking about the song's a ten and he deserves an NAACP Image Award for it. I'm not no, acting it's like that. I'm it's just surprised you like it at all. I like it. He's talking about being a nigga's hoe in jail. I mean, <laughs> I mean it's he, a story, he bro. Out it's Quentin. not. It's he a says, sto- "What up, Quentin?" Or no, yeah. "What up with Quentin?" What up with Clinton? Exactly. Clinton was president at the time. It was relevant. It was relevant. It's history, American history at that. And I consider Big Bear potentially one of our great American historians. And, Have you ever uh, seen that film, American History X? No. Oh, well, you don't need to for to get this bit. I say American History next because this song is a six minus. What um, the hell? Sounds like somebody has a great disregard for storytelling. No, that's not it at all. I just prefer when the stories are, if not fresh, at least told in a fresh And you're way. acting like he's talking about, you're talking about he's, he's getting he's getting bummed in jail. Bro, it's a story. He's not saying he got went to jail No, I'm not saying bummed. he did say that. I'm just saying, like, come on, bro. It's 2019. So? We're progressive now. No. You can't have consensual relationships in jail? This is 21 years ago, bro. I'm thinking about the story that's being told, not about, hmm, will the uh, woke intellectuals of the day appreciate Big Bear's uh, uh, treatment of the prison system neither, neither, neither and potential I, uh, homosexuality I'm, I'm, of the uh, prison mindset? Neither, neither am I, bro. You know I'm yanking your chain. I don't care about this stuff. Listen, this uh, song, this right song here, is boring, and seven, I've heard this millions of times and better. It's the six Well, I doubt you've heard it millions of times because, let's face it, I don't think Childish Gambino and Down Down Bad oh, discuss this go. kind of stuff. Here we go. First of all, Grammy nominated Down Down Bad. <laughs> to be fair, yeah. Okay. Well, well, not as, as Q-Tip would say, like Q-Tip said, "I'll never let a statue tell tell me how nice I am." Well, you know, he shouldn't. He shouldn't. If he's talking to statues, he's probably schizophrenic. So, I mean, great, great line. Uh, can we move on? From this, from this run-of-the-mill record? No, because I want to stay here forever. <laughs> well, I want to stay here forever. Leave me behind, because I'm staying <laughs> in heaven or leave hell. Leave you in heaven or hell, track four. Well, yeah. unfortunately, that's not how albums work. We have to continue on to track five, Money and Fame. Not Uh-oh. and, folks, and A-N. Respectability Politics Birch is going to tell everyone, make sure you spell the words right, follow the, the great English language that the Queen gave us, and remember, <laughs> always, always w- make sure you dot your T's, cross your I's, and watch for your punctuations, right? Listen, title triggering me aside, this is basically just the song Successful by Drake. Ew, no it isn't. This is way better than Successful by Drake. I'm just talking in terms of concept, not quality. And that song sounds like, that song is... (laughs) 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 Fucking soft-ass beat. Give me the beat. I want the money, money in the cars. Come on, bro. This is Drake successful. This is Drake successful. It's the same concept. He's like, I want the money and the fame and some other stuff. Yeah, we all want that shit. It doesn't mean it's like Drake. First of all, that means successful is like money and fame. It is. It is. 
Successful came out it is. 10 I'm years I'm not saying early. it's not. All right, but, but the let's only be reason honest. I say this is because I know you don't like the song "Successful," so you shouldn't like this. No, song. I like I like this. I like "Successful." What are you talking about? Since when? I don't like it, but I like Little Wayne's verse on it. Party Listen, swag, bitch! It's cartel. <laughs> I like that. Listen, we, look, should, the whole shit should have been one minute, a little interlude on a on a Wayne tape. But that's not this review. We're not reviewing so this far is gone. Big Bear. I was as much to say, as you want to review so far big gone Bear. and down down bad, we can't do that yet. Listen, listen, bro. All right, money and fame, bro. He uh, says money and fame. I want old ladies to know my name on the hook. Yeah, me too. I gave it a six. I, I gave it a six it too. I said the beat, it, the beat is slinky and funky, and I think I'm good on this six. Yeah, I wrote. I caught myself nodding my head to the beat. I like the beat as much as the beat on No Lies. There's some. Oh, he's back. And by the way, he's back on. He's back on being Nebraska Tupac again. No, well, I don't think he ever got off of it, but hey. Um, well, he did on Heaven or Hell, a great story song from one of the great <laughs> storytellers of our time. Omaha, Nebraska's very own Big Bear. Uh, this is where we would do an Omaha Steaks plug if uh, you know we were down the line, we had sponsors, you know, <laughs> all this stuff. You started rating songs what they truly deserve. Yeah, we have to hit that commercial break. Hey, do you have beef with us and our opinions? Glad to hear it because over at Omaha Steaks, <laughs> we got a sale on Prime. Look, we got the apple tartlets. Mel, do you try the apple tartlets? We got the bacon wrapped fillets, the apple tartlets. Okay, we have the wedges, the potato wedges, of course, cream spinach, and you can get all of this, including eight burger patties bonus oh, for free hey, bro, just by bro, typing <laughs> in the code rankings at checkout over at omahasteaks.com. Make this holiday a great one. You're going to have to stop talking about food. I'm poor, dog. I, I'm hungry right now. This this pie ain't got off the ground. We ain't making no money. You're going to have to chill talking about apple food. Whatever. Oh, it's caramel apple, apple tartlets. My fault. We're not on the payroll yet, but one of these days we'll be selling you steaks. The meat man. The meat man. The meat man. <laughs> you can see the difference. The difference in the quality of Omaha steaks. The difference. Listen, okay, when look. those steaks show up in those in that big styrofoam white box with that with that dry ice keeping everything fresh, you already know you got that rap rankings gift pack from Omaha Steaks. <sighs> well, what we have here in front of us is not a steak, but track six. Uh, as we continue this low stakes album, uh, track six. What's your what you're working with? with featuring the loonies? <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll get to that that feature. But no, uh, they're they're featured. Numbskull of the loonies so, is the first verse, and Yuckmouth has the third verse. But they also have a sample of five on it at the very end. Yeah, but they're on the song. But why? why? No, they are on the song. But why is that there? I don't know because it's, it's the, the weirdest thing ever. It's the most famous Looney Not ever, song. But, well, right, of course it is. But like, so he's just like, "Yo, can I put <laughs> this on the song just to remind why, listen, people?" Listen, why you is are? Panda on the life of Pablo? I don't know. Great question. The whole it's, fucking record, it's such basically. a strange like. It's like it's such a strange decision. It's like they're featured on this record, which is not five on it, and And it doesn't sample five on it. It's just there's a little snippet of five on it, and then it's just 
It's so weird, bro. <laughs> like, why is this? But the loonies, the loonies are on this record. No, they are. And um, here's the thing: this beat was the first beat to me that sounded like what I would expect this album to sound like based on the album cover. Well, like, the song is as strange as the cover and points. He's singing. This is where I was saying in part one. It sounds like creepy drunk opera. I don't know if that's Big Bear singing, but he's no, it's like, not. That's that's Numskull. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, I don't have to say anything else. I don't have to say anything else. Okay. Wait, what did you give this? I gave it a six. Oh, I gave it a five minus. Okay. Well, I mean, listen, it was interesting. It was like, yo, this is strange. It's got that bylon energy I thought you would, you would possibly appreciate. Oh, come on. Look, you know, disjointed sounds like pots and pans record. falling down the stairs. But yeah, this was like the kind of like budget, like like generic f- sound click versions of No Limit beats that I thought this thing was going to sound like. There are there are, there are ad libs in this record that remind me of when that meth head was at my house and he did a freestyle on my mic. You've heard the the freestyle. Like he's just like that. That's what the ad libs sound like. <laughs> on the song. And you so, like it? No, it's a six. Song's a six. Um, so you think this was better than Heaven or Hell? I gave Heaven or Hell a six. Six minus, but we know what... Uh, if, if, if they forgot what the pluses and minuses mean, they don't... You know, the song's a six. The minus is just like there are times where it starts to feel like a five, but it's a six. So what, that's what I'm saying. There's no moments in this, obviously, for you where it starts to feel like a five. No, because it was at least captivating in how strange it was. Well, I thought Heaven or Hell was memorable. captivating in the fact that it told a great story. And sometimes stories don't have to be original. I mean, most stories are based on the Bible, ultimately, right? I guess. <laughs> They're all from Aesop's fables, the Bible. There's nothing new under the sun. Let him tell his story. Not. Well, I mean, it, it wasn't captivating to me because I've heard it better before. I've heard it told better before. So oh, yeah. That's oh, what yeah. made By it who? less Stephen King. Then. Okay. Robert Louis Stevenson. All right. George Washington. All right. You can't tell me who told you that story I better. I don't think any of those guys were in the hood, but hey, you know, we all people. <laughs> uh, are we done with what you're working with? There's not much more to say. I mean, I thought Yuck Mouth had the best verse as the third verse, but I just wrote I'm not feeling this one. Five okay. on its sample at the end for no apparent reason. Five minus. Okay. Uh, now check this out. The Realist, another Melvin Birch spelling I'm, error classic. I'm triggered. He's, it's, 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 it, if, if he was going to spell it like this, the song should have been called The Pragmatist. This song features the 1111 boys. I have no what? idea who that is. Uh, one of these 1111 boys opens up the song with a very deep rap voice. Yes, almost like I wrote Petey a dude Pablo-ish. yelling in a gruff voice. I wrote yeah. that down. Um, the other 1111 boy sounds a little more conventional, kind of like a little more of like uh, like the Bone Thugs flow, but without the melodic stuff, Okay, I guess. Uh, I don't like this one. <laughs> At all. Um, by the second verse, I'm, I wrote, I actually miss Big Bear. Where is Big Bear? And then I wrote, LOL, there he is. Comes in sounding like Pac again. B 
Beat drops yep. out for a second during his verse. I like that part, but that's it. Four plus. Okay, four plus. I, I don't like five. It. I don't like it. This is the worst song in the album so far, and I think oddly enough, it's the two eleven eleven boys that that took it down for me. I gave it a five. I wrote, it's kind of a mess of a record. Uh, they just had a straight bite of of cream because somebody in the song is like all about my green dollar dollar bill, y'all. I'm like, yeah, we know that record. You 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 can't just like. I mean, you can, but at least do something with it. You know, there's the guy yelling in the gruff voice. There's another fake Pac hook. There are Quentin Tarantino references. You know, rappers love talking about him. That makes it trite to me personally. I mean, I'm I'm good on that. Uh, there's a line. It was 1998. Not, yeah, it was. So we weren't beat over the head with them entirely at this point. I think they probably got in early with the Tarantino references, but I've heard enough of them by now to just roll my eyes when I hear Tarantino uh, name check um, there's a line I don't know who said it but they said do G's get to go to heaven yes and my thought was uh, how do you know this <laughs> you know so that, that's all I gotta say uh, all right. well, five for me four plus I think this me. yeah I, honestly my least favorite song on here so far and I hope that I never have to cross paths with the 1111 boys ever again uh, well, I don't think we do, at least on the album. Well, we um, definitely don't on this album, but in the future, I don't know. We've come to find out, these guys were everywhere, maybe. Hey, you know. I uh, doubt it, because I've never heard of the fucking 1111 voice in my life. But hey, <laughs> stranger things have happened. What's true. next? Uh, well, what's next is track eight, Nowhere to Run. Uh, I gave it a six minus. What about you? I gave it a, a straight six, but I kind of had an existential crisis that started here in my notes. Okay. Fill me in. I just, here are my notes. I'll just read them straight through. Way smoother beat than the last one. I'm starting to feel a little bit antsy. Like I want to turn it off at this point. Mm-hmm. Pull the strap up from your side. Nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. Catchy little hook, I guess. He doesn't sound pockish here. Not as much as on the other songs. I guess I'm just trying to see the positives when I'd ordinarily turn this shit off at this point. I don't hate it. I'm just a little burnt out on this album at this point. Some sound effects slash sound design in the third verse. Not great sound design, but at least there's something there that made me go, oh, yes, that's a thing, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. Six. So... I hear my notes. I agree that he he doesn't sound like Pac as much as the previous records. Uh, Although he does sound like Kendrick to me on the hook because of the way he enunciates the word. Kendrick sounds like Big Bear. Kendrick Lamar was eating Welch's fruit snacks and scratching his ass in second grade when this album came out. Right. While Big Bear was doing things, Kendrick was, was eating cereal and watching cartoons. Almost said eating cartoons and watching cereal, but what's the difference? Um, no, the reason I say this is because you know how sometimes Kendrick does that enunciation of his words that are like extra, like punchy. Like on the hook, he's like nowhere to run, nowhere to hide, and as opposed to nowhere to run, like nowhere to run, nowhere to hide, or like duh, like it's you, you kind of slur it so that you don't hear the T. Nowhere to run, nowhere to. Hide. He's like nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. I'm like, yo, Kendrick, is he in the building? Um, he says, uh, there's a line in here. He says, steady your heartbeat and see them brothers. Then you start tweaking. 
when I first heard it, I heard it as steady your heartbeat and see them brothers. Then you start twinking, which would have made this a much more interesting record. I must say it would have made the record much more interesting. But that's so you're saying when you first heard this record, when you thought they were talking about nowhere to run, we're talking about a man, Big Bear. Going out on the town in his smoking I mean, jacket, getting ready to cruise for some cock. Bro, think about it. His name's Big Bear. Holy shit. It was you staring see? me right in the face this whole time. Right. He doesn't oh. want to be a bear. This is this is like we had it all wrong. He's a bear. Like the term, the terminology. That's why and, the, and, and, and the that hard community. dicks, the anuses, the freaking... Hey. And I was telling you, Jay-Z was talking about sucking penis, bro. No, it was subpoenas. Stop. You're, everything is love. Hatred is going to end right here today. But, no, it isn't. Yeah, no. He didn't, he didn't say, then you start twinking. He said tweaking. But he might have he slurred it intentionally because he's a part of that community. Who knows? Um, hey, listen, Big Bear, if you get mad at me, that makes you a homophobe. All right? But anyway, he says... Uh, have you moaning like Lisa? I wrote that's something I would have written at 14 when I started writing raps. Uh, and then I wrote my final note, this baseline isolation in verse two, it made me realize how funny sounding the baseline is. Uh, and that's all I got on this one. Uh, six minus, you gave it a six. Yep. Um, Playa Haters, track nine. Okay. <sighs> we got one. Big I feel you. He finally got one. He I did feel it. You. Big Bear, you did it. Um, we got one. The chorus is dope. A great beat. I think the best hook so far, even if he cheated, it's a it's a human nature interpolation. That boy, Mike O. Jackson. Um, you know, he's saying, why, why? Tell me why these player haters still try, try to do me that way. I'm like, great question. So this is featuring Jojo Hearn. So that's who you hear on the hook. Great, uh, great guy. Great hook. The beat is smooth as butter. This is some shit to ride to. It is. It's riding music. It's it's a it's a good it's a good song. He's on his pock shit again, but I feel he like is. just like track two for me, the song is good enough to make that irrelevant. He doesn't get in the way of the beat. He rides the beat. It's just that he's too reminiscent of this very ubiquitous and legendary rapper. But, right. but here, um, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing that, that livens it up a bit. Um, I finally got what I was looking for from him, which is a little bit of personality and character, something to, to set him like when outside he says, of this grouping. I'm in the Bahamas swimming naked. Swimming naked, yes. I wrote it down. I, I wrote, I'm in the Bahamas swimming naked. I'm like, here we go. Now, I know we just said, you know, rappers stop giving us imagery like this. But, yo, bro, come on. I'm not a homophobe. Who doesn't want to swim in the Bahamas naked? I want to picture Big Bear swimming naked in the Bahamas. That's a flex. That's incredible. That's dope. That's dope lyricism. I stand that. Um, And we got personality in the sense that he's like, uh, you know, this Nebraska native all about his paper. He's he's shouting out. He's bringing me into his world. Okay, now I know more about you. You're from Nebraska. You you got some dope lines about swimming naked in the Bahamas. Um, he says he does this Kendrick thing. He's big. He says bear bound to make it. Maybe that's the Omaha, Nebraska accent. I don't know. Well, but, Kendrick's uh, appropriating the Omahaans. Yeah, probably. You know, but uh, 
I have very little to say about this record, and I feel like sometimes when my notes are very scarce, it's almost like I like the song better. That yeah, because here's the thing we know about human nature: it's much easier to talk about stuff you like. Than, oh, human nature, stuff, huh? Stuff you don't like. <laughs> See what I did there? Much easier to talk about stuff you don't like than stuff you do like. But that's why we're trying to be better critics than than most people. So we'll we'll get better at this as we seven as we go seven along. plus best song in the album by far. Okay, I gave it a seven minus, but you know seven 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 like minus. Um, yeah, and you're you talking. Know, you I mean, were over he, here he rubbing your hands, cheat. breathing he heavy into cheated. the. Who cares if he cheated? You just listen to the chicks tapes. Please. Here we go. Here we go. This galaxy brain mules over here figured out that he's profiting off of nostalgia. That's the point. That's the concept. Anyway. Uh, Although, to be Buda, fair, you did tell me there was nothing on that chicks tape higher than a seven. So Yeah. So there you go. It's not like I'm marking out over chicks tape five. But right, anyway. Well, I'm marking out over play of haters. I think uh, it's a seven plus. Well, look, I, I wrote beautiful pad synth in verse two. Uh, he does the Pac flow again, yeah, but it's I dope. Know. He's like, he's here's some character. He's like thinking I'm slow just because I'm pudgy and living lovely. I'm like, oh, okay, you you know, like we're you, you tell you this is the personality I'm looking for. Like, right, that flair, not every rapper like, is pudgy. Okay, so like, yeah, you're you've got like you've got this sort of uh, I don't know this like this thing that's like an albatross holding you back. It's the fact that you're a very poor man's version of Tupac. So when you break out of that and, and, and express what sets you apart from other rappers, I appreciate it. Exactly. I got three things out of this. I got a dope line, some dope, funny lyricism, and I'm in the Bahamas swimming naked. That's dope imagery. He's like this (laughs) this Nebraska native all about his paper. That's dope. You, You shouting out your city, classic rapper stuff, and you're not from a typical rap city. So that's cool. That's intriguing to me. That's interesting. Oh, it's like, oh, you're from Nebraska. Okay. And he's like, they thinking I'm slow just because I'm pudgy. Like, okay. So like, and you're fat. All right, cool. Like dope. You know, like uh, seven, you know? So, uh, yeah, that's all I got to say about play. I hate I'm glad that uh, we agree. I'm, I'm upset now because at this point, just one track earlier, I'm saying I'm antsy. I want to turn it off. I'd ordinarily turn this off at this point. Then Player Haters brings me back, injected me with a little bit of life. And then, by God, the next song is like one of the two worst songs on the album, I think. Bro, okay. Listen, let me me just leave this off. So, track 10. Hose is scared. This is what I'll say. I wanted to like this one so badly. They are scared. Here's the thing. They are scared. I've been seeing the kids say this lately. You're scaring the hoes or something. So apparently they've been scared a long time. This album came out in 98. So who am I to doubt this? They are scared. But you know why they're scared? Because you're scaring them. You're scaring the hoes, Big Bear. You sound rapey. They should be scared. Big Bear could use a moment of reflection. This song is a scary song. This is not just a scary song. It's a bad song. Let Let me just get this out of the way real quick. The title amused me, and I was looking forward to hearing the song. Oh, I did not expect. Me too. I did not expect to give this a four, which is what I gave well, it. I also um, gave it a four. This is what I wrote. The beat sounds way low in the mix. Big Bear starts out on his pop shit. 
and the beat once again kind of sounds a little bit like more in the no limit cash money vein but i'm straining my ears to hear this beat amongst all the other elements on here the sung hook who i don't know who's no one's credited as doing the hook on here the hook is very rough just like the hook on the title track it sounds very amateurish um i just i started to get upset again i don't know why the fuck are these songs so long i'm pissed again he's not even rapping well anymore given up on rapping like tupac by the second verse and is just rapping very poorly at times actually falling off beat <laughs> clearly he was very invested in his record which makes it worse because I, I feel like the falling off beat is a sign of passion he was really convicted about and how the, he and felt listen about- the subject matter here is just repugnant I mean, yeah, listen, look, all right, you know, we're, we're reviewing rap albums. We're going to run into some misogyny, but as I and talked listen, about- sometimes like, it's going to be good. Sometimes the misogyny is going to be good. <laughs> no, like, listen, oh, it's, it's not, trap it music, not, bro. Not but in sentiment, but in, deli- in, you know. In delivery, in execution, in, delivery. Yeah. in execution. Don't talk, listen, don't attack me. Y'all love future, okay? Hey, no, 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 no. Listen, the misogyny we're going to get to this. We're going to get so to this later, you know, because to me- the other worst song on this album is coming up, and it's the opposite of this. It's a good sentiment, but it's an awful song. I know what song you're talking about, but yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Here's the thing, you know, it's like I talked about on the Master Ace album, Travelocity. It's not the fact that it's misogynistic that turns me off. I'm not that woke. All right, I'll just say it. But it's the fact I don't have utility for this though because I don't agree with these sentiments. So like, I have no. This song serves no purpose for me. I don't feel this way about women <laughs> all right so like you know i wrote the beat is a mess and so is the song although apparently you know hoes are in fact scared according to modern times as well as times back then i have reason to believe they are scared but i think it's because of people like big bear um well we don't writes, know listen hold on a second because someone says something on record is not necessarily an indication that there's someone you should be afraid of. No, of course not. But listen, he's on here talking about, see, I choose to think you bitches scared. I'm like, okay. He's talking about you love sucking dick. Don't try to lie. Only a hoe could know a dick that good. For, and I wrote after that, I said, uh, fellatio feels good. And th- although I've never had it, I don't think it takes that much technique. I could suck one right now and probably make someone achieve the point of that act. So like how 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 are you how are you gonna say someone's a hoe? Only a hoe could know a dick that good. That isn't that's not good logic, okay? It doesn't take much, all right, to 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 fire up some nerve endings with your mouth, all right. Maybe I'm wrong. Like I said, I've never experienced this. Um, I mean, at least he's pro analinguist. He's talking about good for some ass licking. Look, the song's wild, rapey. Regardless, it's a four. Uh, I, I, I say they're they're probably scared because of guys like him. I could be wrong, but hey. Not a fan of this one. Not a fan at all. <laughs> you know, not a fan. And listen, I've listened to, you know, like Sugar Free and Eminem, and they've seen said vile things about women, but they've made good songs about like saying these vile things. So kind of evens out. This is a bad song. Bad subject matter. It's just bad. It's a four. 
This this man said, see, what I heard is that the hose is scared. <laughs> like, what kind of lines are these? What's wrong with them being scared? Based on how you're talking, it's reasonable for them to be frightened. And this, this is coming is. from someone who thinks that the hose scared maybe a little too easily. I think in this situation, they have every every right to be afraid. I don't know who this is for. Honestly, I really don't yeah. know who this is for. Yeah. Uh, hey, if you're the kind of person who enjoys this record, I probably would not uh, be comfortable around you. But moving on, track 11, All Sides. <sighs> I gave it a six. I thought it was a five from hey, the hey, start. Hey, 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 hey. Hold up a second. Hold up a second. It features AOB and Mr. No Name. And that, uh, uh, listen, listen, we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, he starts, the song starts with like north side, east side, west side, south all side. All sides. Like, yes, all the sides, right. I get it. Okay. Yeah, I wish you hadn't started the song like this, Big Bear, but I get it. So it started out as a five, but then the beat hit. And I was like, all right, this beat is cool. Um, he the talks hook is about, so uh, Tupac, though, like early Tupac, I feel hey. like. You know, I've, I've been saying it's, you know, he never really fully breaks out of it. Uh, although, the beat, though, I'm, I'm a fan of the beat. Again, it, it's got the eight yeah, ball and MJG too. Scarface kind of production to it. Yeah. More of like you a know. classic Houston sound, you know? Yeah. Um, he, he mentions, he says some some modern. We know that this word had been in circulation for years before it really took off. But he says way back in 98. And you know that we lit. He it's said lit. this, you know. So hey, there you go, uh, Big Bear. Maybe had you know uh, one of the one of the first to, to use it. Who knows? Maybe uh, he says uh, even Nebraska bombing on you bitches. So he's putting on for a city again. And here's the thing: as far as this whole Nebraska thing goes, I can relate. He's trying to put on for an overlooked, in you know, in terms of rap and in, in a rap sense, a ridiculed place. So like, and look, I'm from Peoria, Illinois. All right, so like, I can definitely relate. Uh, he's saying, look, Nebraska ain't sweet. We'll bomb on you too. Like it's Compton, you know? Um, at this point I have a soft spot for my pudgy King putting on for Nebraska. Um, but then he turns around and says, watch me bust like a dick when it's nothing. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. all right. But here's the thing. I like the energy that this record has. Like, I think everyone sounds pretty fired up on the beat. But yeah. the subject matter is generic as all hell. And um, I did note that whoever's on the second verse, I don't know if this is A.O.B. or Mr. No Name. It's not Big Bear. Nice conviction in rap voice. Uh-huh. That's all. I gave it a six plus. I, this uh, one came close for me, but n- no cigar. Okay. Well, you know, I gave it a six, so it's all right, you know. Nothing I would ever want to listen to again. But it's all right. It's not bad. Uh, You're going to be mad at me for this one. Line. This next what, one. This next one. This 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 number uh, track twelve. Ain't no ain't love. no love featuring Harm. Who I assume. Uh, I was just, I, I hit the caps lock and wrote LOL. Who is this man? Harm. <laughs> you made me laugh, sir. Oh, listen to that xylophone, Roy Ayers type shit in this G-Funk bass line with the Southern hi-hats. It's a fusion I genuinely enjoy. 
He's on his pox shit, of course. But this is the third time where I was intrigued enough by the beat that it won out. And I gave this one a seven minus. I'm not mad. I gave it a seven minus two. Oh, yeah. And, and for like pretty much all the same. Re- I wrote like the, the twinkling sounding keys are hard. I like this like sliding sort of. It's like thing. the xylophone the thing. Yeah, that was dope. That was dope. I like the baseline. I like this sort of like sliding synth. Um, and he got a little more of what I wanted out of him on this song. He mentions he's 23. I'm like, oh, okay, now I know how old you are. He has another line. He's like, you ain't BB, so why you whining? I'm like, oh, BB whining. It's okay. That's, that's all right. It was, it was better than like the stuff he's been saying on here. Were it's you one able of my to favorite look beats. past the Tupacisms? Because he's really in his Tupac yeah, shit. Yeah, you have to to enjoy anything on here. <laughs> you well, know, so I would like, still argue heaven or hell. Is that's um, one of the most pox songs on there? Just hey, no, more so in subject matter in in the hook, but not in the verses. Well, here's the thing. This is one of my favorite beats on here, and he did the thing Great. that I needed from him, which is to transcend the pockisms by, you know, sprinkling the song with something that you know sets him apart. It's like okay, this is exclusive to Big Bear, whether it's him being from Nebraska or him being 23 or him spinning swimming naked in the Bahamas. You know, I got that. Uh, I like the beat. I like the hook. Ain't no uh, for players when they hustle in my city. It's a very simple hook. It just repeats, but it grows on you. I like it. And this um, man, Harm, you come on, put him over, bro. Put him over yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. Shout out come to on. him. He's got that, like, you know, like the old the old hustler, the old pimp kind of vibe to him. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a seven minus. I liked it. Um, I gave it a strong six the first time I heard it. And I said, yo, by the end, this might be a seven minus. Like in the middle of the song, I was writing notes. And then I listened to it in the car and I was like, yeah, no, this is a seven. I like this. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm not mad at you at all. I agree, actually. Um, so with that being said, this this next track, though, I have I have something that must be said about this next track. It's called right. No Matter What. Track 13, No Matter What. What What are you going to say about this? I just, um, I, I like to read my, my takeaways while I was listening to this. Okay. Because I think That's it cool, captures. Because I only have one note about this. So oh, I, I, no, I, no, I like no. I have, I mean, I, I have many notes. Okay. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> Okay. Take that. Take that. Track 13. No matter what. What soundclick.com producer was this beat acquired from? What mp3.com producer made this joint? Uh This may legitimately be one of the worst beats I've ever heard from this era in rap. Now, all bets are off these days, but this was 1998. There is literally... No low end, no bass line, no sub bass, nothing. Drums sound like they came from the 99 cent store. Big Bear is doing the shit he does on damn near every other song. Police sound design. The hook is so Tupac, but with no fire, no aggression, no conviction. I'm slightly annoyed again. Big Bear is actually not bad here at all, but this beat is literally terrible. Five minus. Almost got a four. But because I think Big Bear was trying to hold up his end of things here. Yes. It yes. wasn't the worst thing I've ever heard, but the beat was. The beat was yes. legitimately the worst beat I think I've heard from 1998 before. So we are in, we are on the exact same page because I said, yo, Big Bear 
doesn't sound terrible on here. But it sounds like whoever made this beat played these keys on a VTech computer. If you're unfamiliar with VTech, it was like the kids, you know, like learning laptops from like the 90s. Like it just, it, bro, it's so cheap sounding. What is this it's, beat? It's, Literally, I, what is it? <laughs> that's what I was thinking the whole time. Uh, I can't even describe what it actually sounds like other than like cheap, bad, and no low end. Yeah. I mean, I gave it a six minus because Big Bear held up his end of the bargain. And, but like the beat was so bad though that I wanted, I so badly wanted to give it a four because the beat was dreadful. But yeah, he did, I mean, he did his thing, whatever that means, on this thing. So I had to give it a five minus. Yeah. Well, and here's what's funny about this album, though, because after this song, which hands down has the worst beat, this track 14, No Hope. Now, I'll lead off with this. It's a six. No, it isn't. But I wrote. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. Okay. Well, no, no. Let me hold on. Let me let me get this stuff off first. And then you could tell me why it's not a six, because chances are I probably don't disagree with you. I wrote it's a six. The beat came in and I said, now talk about Lush, complete departure from the beat before. I said, very pretty beat. I think this is a clavinet. I said, okay, dope beat. I like this beat. And then I wrote, once the song kicked in, I'm like, okay, another pock bite in the vein of like, it's, it's a keep your head up-esque record. So it's like, okay, so he had to get the obligatory like, yo, but I don't actually hate women record. I, I love my black women. He mentions women creating a nation through their crotches. LOL. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wrote that the beat deserve more. Uh, I, I w- it would be a six plus with better raps. A better concept could have gotten it a seven. You know, I'm not I'm not really I've never really been a fan of these types of records. Uh, it's hard to pull them off, in my opinion. Um, Absolutely. To sound sincere and actually say something fresh, you know. Uh, on this topic of like you know empowering women, you know it's kind of hard to pull this off too after a song like Hose is scared. But my final note, um, I believe some guy that was rapping on the beat with him um, said they were from the Portland slums, and I wrote, "Wow, he's got the non hip hop city all stars on this album." That was uh, Mr. Spence. This also features Sugar T. And that was the woman, right? Yes. Okay, she was all right. I didn't really mind her. She was cool. She was probably the best one on the beat to me. Um, well, there was. I had a problem with her too. I'll get to it. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll get I wrote, to it. He's got the non hip hop city. Like you got Omaha. We got Portland. These are not. You wouldn't. These don't spring to mind as hip hop cities. So like, this is like the Justice League of like, yo, we're from overlooked cities. But I gave it a six because I like the beat that much. But yeah. Uh, all right, take it away. Okay, I think this is the second worst song on the album next to Hose is Scared, and I gave it a four, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Um, my notes in real time, schmaltz? Question mark? So immediately, I don't like this beat at all. I'm going to tell you right now. Okay. Uh, I, I like said, it. schmaltz, say it ain't so. Ain't no hope out here for sisters, no hope for brothers. Pray we find better days. Guess who Big Bear raps like on this song? <laughs> this beat sounds like an encore era Eminem beat. I guess this wow. song is about treating women well. Not 
glorifying but admonishing tone, very Pac-like, sugar tea with the female perspective. Vocal mix sounds horrible on sugar tea's verse. Like it was recorded in a broom closet. Um, n- very nice sentiment on here, but a total schmaltz fest. Um, Mr. Spence on the third verse, uh, he talked about one day I was going to jump over a bridge. I, I enjoyed that line. And that was all I liked about this song. I gave yeah, it a four out to me. And it's a perfect example of what I was saying before. Just because you have a good sentiment doesn't mean you have a good song. And just because you have a sentiment that upsets me or that I disagree with doesn't mean that it's a bad song. Right. I'm listening first and foremost to the song and then, yeah. you know, kind of um, going through everything else from there. So I don't like this song. I don't like the beat. I don't hate the beat. I figure you wouldn't. And I'm not, I get it. I completely get it. I'm not mad at it at all. I mean, I don't like the song. It's a six, but like, I like the, the beat. Sub, I, I mean, like the beat. I got to tell you, Mel, I'm sure this will become a trope with me. I don't like motivational songs. You really got to nail that shit. You and really got to nail it. I mean, I'm, in the, so, I'm the same way. I'm a little so more lenient than you. is it nailed, I think. Yeah, I agree. I'm a little more lenient than you. I think you would agree. But like, I do agree with you in that... You know, if you're going to go the motivational route, you're probably setting yourself up for or like the sentimental route or like you want to do like a message record on an album that generally Um, doesn't traffic in those kind of records. You are going to have an uphill battle with me. A political record or a message or like a tribute to your mom. It's like, especially if that's not what you're doing for the whole album. If this is like, all right, we got to do the record about grandma. It's like, uh oh, right. Okay. Uh, it falls even flatter when it's a departure from what you've been doing. Exactly. You know, cause it's, you kill your credibility, bro. You just said hose is scare like four tracks ago. Right. Now you're talking yeah. about creating the revolution from your loins and your womb and your crotch <laughs> or something like that. It's very strange. Listen, sometimes it's, it's, it's as I mean, bad. Like- this is what I'll say for hose is scared and no hope. Here's a message you could, you could take away. Sometimes it's as bad to moralize as it is to offend. Yeah, it's true. That is very true. And here's the thing. I'm not discounting the idea that yeah, people are multidimensional. You can hold conflicting beliefs like this in one being. Sure, absolutely. We we are walking contradictions. I'm not saying I mean, you can't make the, a record. Is a yeah, prime Tupac. example of this. Yeah. You know? The man is is thug life, and then on the other hand, you got dear mama, keep your head up. Brenda's got a baby, right? You can you can talk about these things, but for, in Big Bear's case specifically, he didn't pull it off. That's what I'm saying here, you know. And that's what you're saying here. So you know, you give it a four, I give it a six because I just like the beat. But yeah, um, track fifteen, chop it up, featuring AOB and Mister No Name. They're on this one too. Yeah, they are. Right. Okay. Um, well, uh, now, here's the thing. Seven minus for me. Okay. You know what? And I gave it a six plus. I'm not mad at that because I said, okay, another dope beat. I like the bells in the beat. You kind of hear them at the beginning. You know what this one um, reminds me of? What's that? Do you know the Crucial Conflict song? They were a group from Chicago in like the mid-90s. I'm familiar with song. the group. Hey, we smoking on hey. Dun, dun, dun. 
not familiar with the song, but I'm familiar with So the way they flow on that song is how they're flowing on this song. And the beat kind of reminds me of that too. Uh, whoever it is, A O B or Mr. No Name, I think whoever's got the first verse, they um, they ride the beat nicely. It's the second time on this album I've liked one of these guys. I do not really love the hook. Yeah, can I, I wrote chop the hook it? Is dumb. Can you chop it? Can I? It's like can, can I kick it? Can I chop it? Can you chop it? Can we chop it? We can chop it. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like a, a like a can I kick it? Yes, you can. Right. Can I kick it? But like call and response kind of thing. Can I chop it? You can chop it. You, you, it's not good. It's not a good <laughs> not hook. Not a good hook. That's why I got and that minus. The hook was holding, like, almost got this thing a six plus for me. Right. Um, and it, it is a long song, too. But look, I, I wrote, I think I like A, Obi, and or Mr. No Name more than Big Bear. Yeah. I mean, you, you mentioned that these are the flows, if these flows are like crucial conflict. I might like crucial conflict because I actually wrote a note. I said, these are the bounciest flows I've heard yep. so far on the album. For sure. Like, they're very bouncy and lively. You know, this is not cool. the Pac flow, also. Big Bear is not doing. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. This was the one song where he didn't, but, like, but I here's wrote the thing. down. He I didn't know, do it. I don't know who this is. It's either AOB or Mr. No Name. The second guy who pies. raps, he doesn't do the Pac flow. His voice sounds just like Tupac. Yeah, he sounds like Pac. But here's the thing. He says something about people trying to hoorah. And I'm like, okay, that's Pac. And then he's like, he ends the verse like, ain't nothing nice. Yeah. Like, it's so Pac. It's so, because his voice, like, unlike Big Bear, this guy sounds like Pac. So I'll say this. Yeah. I don't know who it is. A.O.B. or Mr. No Name. One of them I actually really like. And one of yeah. them sounds more like Tupac than Big Bear does. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, I... I, I'm cool with like that seven makes sense. I gave it a six plus. Like it's very close to me. Like, Oh, you know what? I, I wrote that. Um, he could have easily been one of the outlaws and nobody would have noticed. <laughs> you know, I mean, Pac was influential. It really was. was. This is why people keep talking about him. You know, this but, is uh, why when we do our Pac series, spoiler alert. Oh yeah. It's going to be a, you think a, we talk for a long time now. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, seven minus from you, six plus from me. Listen, I might pop up a year from now talking about I was effing tripping. I listen, I re-listen to Big Yo, Bear. I can't wait for I was effing tripping that addresses things from like, yo, so six months ago, I said that this song on the Big Bear, Chop It Up, was a six plus. It's actually a seven minus. Yeah, and it's gonna Big happen. Bear ends up going up one spot on the list. It's going to happen. That's We're going to come and talk about songs that we reviewed a year, months, a year, weeks ago. It's going to happen, you know? Um, but yeah, I gave it a six plus. I completely understand the seven minus though. Um, okay. They came very close. Well, let me tell uh, you this. The next one, not a okay. seven minus, a seven, a straight seven. Okay. Okay. Well, I gave it a seven minus. So we agreed okay. that that was okay. Cool. Uh, track 16, Be Real. Uh, not many notes on here at all. Really laid back beat. Smoking yeah. shit. I'm so broke now. Pockets is like old titties. Uh, he drops yeah. in the beat like Pac. But notable uh, point of reference here. He brings up Grizzly Bears, which is the takes us full circle, really. And takes us, you know, back to this album cover of him, you know, just chumming yeah. it up with these bears. <laughs> Yeah, I, I dig this was... song. It's like to me, like for the kind of rap that I like, this is like the best kind of beat for me. Right. 
Yeah. I don't know. It's just I mean, like my, a smooth beat, but not like smooth like the other ones, like in a G-Funk way. Like this one kind of has like a little something extra to it that I like. It's funny because I Very wrote, chill, um, but not lo-fi chill beats to study too chill, but like legitimately relaxing to Talking like to. maybe like Devin the Dude. Devin the Dude relaxing. or like DJ Quick even, like something it really in my wheelhouse. Yeah, I mean, I wrote a note. I was like, it's crazy how some of the most writable beats were placed towards the end, like real writing music type of beats. Like you can cruise around to these. I, I wrote... um like nondescript female vocalist on the hook g-funkish beat classic 90s writing music i would have loved this as a kid i think is what i wrote um he had some lines on here that were interesting he started the song he's like it's not about how you play the game it's whether or not you win it and i was like yeah good point is that's kind of how the but world works again he does sound like Pac on this you agree no he does he does yeah he absolutely does um or you know i've i've undersold it but like actually as i said um because he doesn't have the sort of like fiery vocal presence and, you know, anger and conviction in his delivery. A lot of times he ends up sounding like AZ to me as well. Okay. Um, one other note I had is kind of funny. I think the very first thing he says on the song is finally done with this whole mother effing project, which is <laughs> you kind of match him in sentiment by that point. It's like, Oh, yeah, tell me about it, <laughs> you know? But, like, yeah, usually I would hear something like like that and be like, man, does this dude not even want to do this? Like, he just made me suffer through it. It seems like he sounds the same way. But it, it came off more so humorous than that, you know? So, yeah, I gave it a 7 minus. I liked it. I liked listen, cut him some slack. This isn't the worst thing. This album's not the worst thing in the world. It's not the worst thing. There's some um, good tracks on here. Yeah, I mean, let's, let's wrap it up. I mean, track 17, outro, I gave it a five because it's the same, same beat as the same intro, as the but intro. they're like more voices talking, like for some reason, and it's a little disorienting. Yeah, um, um, I just gave it a six minus. I mean, it was at this point, I was just happy to be over with the whole thing, even though I ultimately gave this thing a six out of 17 takeaway. So wow. 35% takeaway. I like six songs out of 17 on this album. And uh, on the average rating scale, 99 points out of an available 170, which is a 58% average rating. And uh, you take those two numbers, the takeaway of 35 and the average of 58, add them together, divide them by two. And my weighted rating for Big Bear doing things, 46.5% weighted. Right. So 4.6 out of 10, you know, not the worst thing you've ever heard, but you know, like I don't love it, but Hey, I like six songs on here right? and nothing got over a seven. So I don't love anything on here, but Hey, for what it's worth, a guy I've never heard of before. Who's totally derivative of a Tupac. This was decent, I guess. Right. It was okay. Um, It wasn't terrible. It was fine. Here's what's interesting. So you like six songs, which is crazy to like tally it up. And it's like, oh man, you like six. I liked less songs, but I enjoyed it more. 
You got 99 wow. points. I got 101 points. I guess because maybe the stuff I disliked, I disliked than, stronger yeah. than you disliked it. Yeah, which is, you know, usually the case. I mean, you have more fours here than me. I only had one four on that hose. How many fours do I have? Agree. Four fours? You have one, two, three, three fours. No hoes okay. is scared in the realist. Yeah, those songs stink. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I had 101 points out of a possible 170, which would be... That. Um, let me see. 101 divided by 170. That gives me an average rating of 59%. So one higher than you. You had 58. You enjoyed it one percentage point higher than me, but I liked more songs. You like more songs, but you also dislike more songs than I do. Than I did. Um, Rather than just feeling no ways about them or just feeling like, eh, whatever. Right. I actively like dislike songs, three songs. But the songs that you didn't like, you disliked way more than I disliked them. Uh, I only liked three songs. Play a Haters, Ain't No Love, and Be Real. So I had a three out of 17 takeaway. Um, yeah, like it, it was, you know, I've heard, bro, trust me. People listening, listen. I've heard worse <laughs> albums for sure. This is not, the, this is nowhere close to the, I've heard some truly repugnant things. This is not that. Big now, Bear is my Big Bear weighted rating. Stinker. What's my weighted rating on Big Sean? It is a oh I don't I don't have it. I just okay, know what? that it's under because mine was forty seven point five percent and ours together combined ended up at a forty point five. So yours had to be under forty percent to get. That. I mean, I would almost imagine that would mean that like mine was probably like a thirty seven point five or something like something not quite like but. Uh, 30 something. You, you like the Big Bear album more than the Big Shot album. So Do in the we, battle though, of the big does rap rankings is where is this thing going on the board? Let's bring the board out. I'm dying right. to know where Big Bear bring falls. It, bringing the board out. So I got I ended up with a 26% weighted. So this album is a 2.6 out of 10 to me. I mean, oh, hey, shit. You hate it. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's I don't it's not the worst thing. I I don't like it. I really don't like it. But you know, I, I, I don't not like it. I don't love it though. I don't. It's very long. Not even sure I like long. it. There are too oh many yeah, songs that's one on thing here. we did not really get into that much. These songs are so long. This album is almost yeah, an hour like, and twenty minutes. Like, like five minute joints on here. Oh my god, with the beats just rolling for like 40, 50 seconds at the end. Sometimes, like, come on, man, yeah. I got to do you a know. show. <laughs> I yeah, look, I like seventeen percent of the songs. Three out of seventeen. You know, it's not great. It's not great. You know, but you the stuff you disliked, you didn't feel as strongly about disliking as I did. Yeah. Oh, wait, I'm tripping. My bad. My weighted rating is not a 26 percent. I knew that looked crazy. Um, I was I accidentally added my takeaway to your takeaway. No, my takeaway is 17 percent. My Holy average is 59 percent. Oh, my God. 17 percent. God, Big Bear, I hope yes. you're out there and you're listening 17% to 17 percent takeaway for me. 59 percent average rating. Cool. So on average, his songs <laughs> are a 5.9. On average, the songs are a 5.9 out of 10. Uh, my weighted rating is a 38% is what it is. Shit. So. Um, 38 that, and plus 46.5 and then divided so, by 2. Yep. So 46.5 plus 38 divided by 2. 42.25%. So Where does that the, put him? The giant board, he is a 4.2 out of 10 album, which means it's not the worst thing we've ever heard, but we don't like it. Wait, it's better than Big Sean? 
better than Big Sean, who got a 40.5%. Wow. Now, I personally uh, like Big Sean's album better than this, but you didn't. Nobody cares what you think. (laughs) All right? This is how the ratings shake out. That's why we do it like this. So no Down Down Bad ends up being canonized as the greatest hip-hop song. song. that I only think is a seven. I've never even heard the fucking song. You should listen to it. I think you'd actually like that song. I'm not listening to that shit. I think you'd like Down Bad. You, you like you. It makes sense that you wouldn't like everything is love, and I'm not going to argue with you there. Uh, it's 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 well because it's, it's a piece of a piece of junk, and you directed it's, me it's, the song. It's marital week, bliss and, rap, sure. It's ugh, marital bliss disgusting. music, but I think you would like it down bad as a dope beat. Well, I'll probably never hear well. it because it's not an actually popular song. It's a song that DJBooth.com and Melvin Birch promoted. Nobody else. Please don't don't ever want me in with that website. Don't don't do it. You gonna make me turn up on you and on the middle of rap rankings. Don't do this. Don't don't do this. But yeah, he's on well, the board. Big with Sean is down point. down bad at the bottom of the rap. Will he, he ever is, recover? There will be albums worse than this. Right now, he is the worst rap album in history. Big Bear is not the worst rap album. In it's history. the second worst. He's sure, the, he's the bigger of the bigs. Big Bear is over Big Sean here by. Uh, 2.25%. But let's let's show some love real quick to our world heavyweight champion. Oh, Master Ace? Yep. Yeah, so still number one, Master Ace, A Long Hot Summer with 70.25%. That is a 7 out of 10 album. Good album. I like it. Uh, at number two, we got Outkast, Idlewild, 58.5%. Uh, 5.8 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, we got Missy Elliott, The Real World with 55.75%. 5.5 out of 10. Uh, number four, new entry, Big Bear, Doing Things, with a 42.25%, or 4.2 out of 10. And Big Sean, Hall of Fame, at the very bottom, with a 40.5%, or just a 4 out of 10. Just wait till we do Migos Culture. Culture 2. Either Culture, quite honestly. Yeah, probably either Culture, but Culture 2 is not going to be pretty. So Big Sean is going to have to just sit at the bottom for right now, but it's not a forever thing. No. Listen, I've heard worse albums than Hall of Fame. Shit, wait till we do The Chronic. (laughs) Am I right? Imagine I like Big Bear's The Doing Things album better than The Chronic. People are going to... I'm going to crucify you. And I'm here in LA. Like, bro, I can't leave my house. You can't leave your house. You're stuck inside. You cannot... How dare you hop on the internet... And say that Big Bear's doing things is better than Dr. Dre's The Chronic. While in this age of hot takes and contrarian bullshit, I'd be embraced. I may even be looked at as a god. <laughs> you know what? You're right. You're right. Um, so, I mean, hey, look, the business is done here. Shout out to Big Bear. Hopefully you're not too upset at us. He doesn't uh, even make rap anymore. He probably like works at like a Costco as a regional manager now. So like, honestly, shoot, that's better than rapping. Yeah, uh, it's better than is, rapping. And if any aspiring rappers are listening to this show, don't quit do now. It. Quit, quit now, man. Quit. Do you really like want to try to? The industry's terrible. The, number one. Listen, number the two, end game you, of rap is you end up broke, and then two shitheads on a podcast. Yeah end up dissecting this shit that you wasted your life on and ridiculing you for it. Do you really want this? You don't That's want what this. you have to ask yourself. Do you really yeah. want this? You know? You and if you that. thought we were going to do that episode about the Grammys, you can go fuck yourselves. Yeah, we're not. We're not doing, this is, we're not this doing is, it. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. Not. We only support the AMAs. <laughs> I'll do an AMA show. 
a full AMA's wrap up. We'll do a full recap. Oh, oh yeah. Man. That's the real show. All right. That's all I'll say on the matter, by the way. Other than I hope if Boney Vare wins, he gets some hair plugs. Oh, God. All right. Listen, this is a rap show. Uh, what do you say we get out of here? <sighs> Might as well. Moles and Mel, rap rankings. Oh, fuck no. No, 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 What? Who the fuck is this? Who the fuck is this? We know who that is. Listen, will we one day do a collaboration with Anthony Fantano? Absolutely. Absolutely. We're not roping ourselves off. We're here to talk rap. We'll talk rap with anyone. I don't hate that I, man. I, 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 feel, I really don't know, hate that man. What problem do I have with that man? Overall, he just, he just has a very punchable sometimes. face. He's annoying. I don't He's annoying to look anybody, at. I want to punch him in the face. But that's neither here nor there. Anybody. Who cares? You can't help who you want to punch in the face. Well, I'm I don't not going to punch This is an audio but... show. I can't punch him through Zencaster. So I don't care. I yeah, don't... come on the show. Come on the show. What what come else? What other, questions? Talk about what other questions do you have? Now, uh, who, any other me? questions? I, I ain't got no more questions. All right, then let's have a respectable, non-whitewash, non-4chan and Reddit oriented outro. Please. <laughs> don't do don't do that. Don't do that. He's not that guy. They tried to make him out to be. He's just a guy with bad opinions, like most everyone. They hate him because he has bad opinions, but he's not those things. And he has a very punchable face. And I feel like he figured shit out that a lot of people didn't figure out. Yeah, and they hate him because they hate some of his opinions and they're mad they didn't think of being a reviewer on YouTube sooner. There's a little they're bit mad of that, that they were stuck sure. in print. You know, going to stupid parties with stupid that rapey guy, journalists. That's I'm why still, they're upset. I, listen, I still punch him in his face because he has a very punchable face. But other than that, yeah, you can come on the show. Fuck, dude, it's open door. Everyone can come on. Well, fuck. Well, Put the ghost of Extentacion on this show if we could. No, no, he can't come on the show. No. I let his ghost float around. Nope. What the hell is his ghost going to do? No, he's 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 banned. He's not, no. He's not allowed on the show. He's a hoe. If, if, if you have him on the show, fine, but I won't be your co-host. He's a hoe. You, you know you what? You can do a Hose show with Cintacion. Hose is scared. That's right. <laughs> All right. Listen, let's, let's, let's get out of here. Let's man. pack it up. We'll be back next month with a new episode. And boy, howdy, or is this one going to be something to see? All right. What do you, what do you right. say at the very least? We make a promise to our listeners that they will have at least heard of next next month's album. <laughs> Outside well, of the context of this just being a meme, you know? I mean, I don't know what we're going to do next, but probably. It's probably going to be something that they've heard, like actually listened to. Yeah, so. I'm, thinking, I'm thinking that's what I'd like to do, but we'll see. I mean, it's uh, always a surprise. Anything can happen and expect the unexpected here on Rap Rankings. And by the way, even though... This was a album that we heard both for the first time. No matter what we cover, here at Rap Rankings, every listen is like a first listen. See you next month. All right.
I would go up to it doesn't change my rating at all. It only changes so it would still my takeaway. No, it, it changes my takeaway, not my average. Yeah, no, I I know that. But I'm saying, would your weighted rating stay the same? Look, regardless, it's still going to be number two on the board. Regardless, but I'm trying to we'll give you the, the number right here. My, my takeaway is the same. I'm sorry. My takeaway has gone up. My average rating has gone the same. It's just up a decimal point, basically. Well, I don't. I, I would have to, like, find your takeaway again, though. Like, the actual amount of songs. You know, or work backwards. I have the percentage here. That's all I have. You had a 52% takeaway and a 65% average. I had a 52% takeaway? Yes. Okay. That's easy. I mean, look, this this is math rankings. Yeah, this is math rankings. It was a 13 out of 25, which brings me up now to a 14 out of 25. So it's a 56% weighted rate. I think people should be able to hear us work this out in real time. It's a 56% weighted rating now. Now we're mathletes. So I have a 56% weighted rating and my takeaway, I'm sorry, my um, my takeaway rating is 56%. My weighted or average rating rather stays the same. So it's 65 plus 56 for my weighted. 121 divided by 2 60.5 is my new weighted how would you how would you know that your average would stay the same though because i through the fraction to percentage calculator i was able to get to what 65 is out of 250 like what would yield what number would yield that to begin with well yeah it's 164 Yeah, and it goes up to once. Then it would go up to one sixty-five, but it wouldn't change. No, it would change it to yeah. Okay, I guess no. It 66. would change it to sixty-six. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, there's more than one number that would get you sixty-five percent, one sixty-four, or one sixty-five. But the number would that wouldn't make a difference. Sixty-five percent. Yeah, it'd be sixty-five point. Two or point six, it'd still be sixty five percent because we don't round up average rate. Right. <laughs> so, this, this is why I didn't want to do pre calculus rankings. So what I'm saying is sixty point five is my weighted rating for Idlewild. Now you just Maybe. have to add that with your no Maybe definitely it is because definitely you could have a one. It could have been a one sixty three or a one sixty four. I'm saying I don't know until I go back to the episode and get your individual song ratings. But is it going to change anything? there are two anything? numbers you can divide by 250 to get you 65%. Even? Flat uh, or with a decimal point? I mean, with a decimal point, but you're not going to round it either way. 